trade you Aizawa for Bakugo. Nah. I gotta have one good one. No, they're both actually very good. Froppy's fantastic. She's she's all about <clears throat> all about that Carol. See, and, you could got a real cool one like the little perverted pop up little bit. Pop up. Does anybody remember his name? Not really. I remember I hate him. Yeah, he, he's problematic. <laughs> they do a good implementation of his powers, though. They do yeah, much. when he does his powers, he's almost cool until you remember, oh yeah, it's him. He's a pervert. He's always a pervert. Yeah. It's like when, whenever an anime has like a, a character who does something really cool, but they're just shit. It's like it's so hard to get behind enjoying their coolness. Yeah, look at the paint on his around his horns. A little, not the best. Mm. Paint on his face, perfect. But around his horns, a little sloppy. Looks like your mole got mold. Yeah. So you just take his head off and say, fuck it. Well, because of the way he's, he's created, Dan has yeah, to... Yeah, his secondary head is attached to all the robes. So <laughs> you gotta put it together. At first, I didn't see exactly what was going on. I saw you take the head off, and I was like, are you shoving his... Like, are you doing human centipede? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just my. Although with the rose, he looks fucking <clears throat> cool. Yes. He says, at last we will reveal show to Jedi. At last I will have revenge. And that's about it. Uh huh. <laughs> has a cool fight with Qui Gon. Has a pretty cool fight with Obi Wan and Qui Gon at the end of the movie. And then he's done. Unless you watch the Clone Wars cartoon. See, though, that was really smart to have a really badass fight with him at the very end of Phantom Menace because it makes you leave the theater going, holy shit, that movie was so good. Oh, yeah, we all did. Because you forget there was like a lot of little over 20 years ago. There's like two hours before that. We were all happened. coming out of the theater going, <clears throat> man, that was so cool. That was awesome. That was, I oh. mean, you know, it was first new Star Wars yeah. in oh, yes. time, so like, it could have been... George Lucas talking about Star Wars for two hours, and we would have been like, wow, that was fucking great. Actually, that might have been better. <laughs> like, if he had a good, like... So here's here's where I came up with, like, that because no, then we content. watched that documentary of the making of, and went, <clears throat> oh, yeah, he's crazy. Oh, no. Oh, what'd he drop? His cane <clears throat> is somewhere down there. Yeah, I'll get it some, I'll get it another time. His cane is so small, because he's so small. It's right there. The problem with Toya, Dan. <laughs> playing Toya. See, see, meanwhile, you get to the end of episode two, and you're leaving theaters, and you go, yeah. Mm. I don't know, I was so mm. excited. I remember Dan coming back and telling us, like, yeah, I went and saw it, and I was like, how was it? And you're like, it's so cool. You to do some cool shit. And I'm like, what? <clears throat> All right. Horace, you want to go watch Clone Wars? And he's like, okay. Nobody else wanted to go. I was like, I'm going. And then I went and saw Clone Wars with Horace. And that was, I believe, the only time I've ever spent any time outside of a group environment with that guy. And he's all, he was okay. He was, he was he's very a, subdued. He's an interesting fellow. Yes. Anyways. Did your head come off of it? Oh, yeah. I remember going into episode three thinking, you know, I hope this is good, but at the same time, at least, you know, I'm going to see this through to conclusion. It was the best of those three, probably. Yeah. I mean... In retrospect, like, as of, as of today, like, yes, that is the best of those movies. Um, that's not saying... Much. Yeah. It's not... It is the third from the bottom at that point, like, the, of the three that are, you know, 
the three worst of the the Star Wars movies. Yeah. I would still say those are worse than even Solo, because at least with Solo, I got <clears throat> to see stuff that actually interested me. I mean, they had, yeah, like, yeah. Don't have to go too much into it. No, but I mean, you know, this is like I said, like episode <clears throat> two and one are like at this point, I think tied for bottom for me. It's hard to tell which one's worse because both of them have like a couple moments where it's like one that's has pretty the cool. Villain, yeah, he has the cooler villain, <clears throat> but there's a lot of nonsense in that. And, but two has the romance, which is really bad. George Lucas cannot do romance, like really bad. Yeah. And then there's the whole like Obi Wan side plot that. Could have been much cooler, but it starts off in a fucking 50s cafe with that stupid CG character that's just really dumb. I will not I, have you disparage Jaxter Daxter's name at this He table. is bad. Come on. I know. Just... He's the good cartoon. At least, though, the... that movie had Sleaze... What was it? Sleaze Bagino? Nobody knows who Sleaze Bagino is. He sells death sticks. Nobody knows who that is unless you look yeah, it up even online. Like, even when it was cool, like that whole, like, <clears throat> oh, they're kind of trying to find that, that assassin. Mm-hmm. It starts off, one, kind of ridiculous. And then, two, there's, like, all this really cringy dialogue between Obi-Wan and Anakin throughout that whole sequence. But it looks really cool. And then it's kind of like at night, so we don't we never see a lot of Star Wars at night. Like so Star we, Wars after dark. So it's like cool stuff, but like mm. it's wrapped around like this really dumb thing where he's just like he's like I'm sorry, Master, and then he jumps off the thing, and it's just like you know the thing. Fuck you. The big takeaway from that movie <laughs> was how bad George Lucas is with romance, especially when you have two like kind of mythical, you know, not not fully real human humans because i mean you have a a jedi or padawan or whatever he was at that time and you have um you know a space princess so he's not good with it so what did they do history did not learn its lessons and so what one scene did george lucas direct for game of thrones he directed that one where they flew off on the dragon and had like their their horrible weird romance, the Jon Snow yeah. Daenerys one. Where they go to the yeah, he directed that. He, scene. They invited oh. him in to direct a romance involving mythical you know type people. Like yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. That was George really? Lucas. Yeah. Why would they invite George Lucas? Because he's George Lucas. And, he, you know, I guess he's still George Lucas. Although they could have had him direct something that could have been cool, like a duel between people. Because you know what? Duel of Fates. That fight was really fucking cool. Uh, maybe one... One hand on the coat. Yes. yes it is. One is the worst. <coughs> I, I don't care. I think that is the uh, bottom of the barrel. The Trade was... Federation I know. Stuff. Look, look, yes. You're all right. You're, you're all correct. But that but romance, that romance trumps everything really for you? Bad. Okay. That romance was that horrible. That romance is really bad. Like, there's no believability on any on any front. Not no? even, like... Yeah. No! Their, their dialogue no reason, was There's no reason horrible. why they like each other. Like, they never... They, there's no... No chemistry? Well, there's no expressed reason why they like each other. They have no common interests. They don't seem to have anything in common. They have they have no, nothing... He, there's nothing that he does that's chivalrous to her. They didn't see each other for, like, a decade. Other than, <coughs> other than maybe she is attracted to, um, like, really depressing stuff. And then we forgot about Shmi Skywalker in both of them, but also Shmi Skywalker, like, like... Like uh, dying to the the things, and he goes and kills all the fucking sand people. Which 
Initially, it was like, oh, cool, like, we actually get to see him do the dark side. And but he's just like, so comical. Yeah. Like, now. Like, there's nothing There's nothing in the original trilogy that's, like, to me, like, cringeworthy. Where I go, like, eh. I mean, there's, like, better parts. But there's I honestly, nothing, there's nothing cringeworthy in those movies. I yeah. Think. I think you're right. Like, there's yeah, nothing it's the same is, thing with, I mean, like, episode two, like, that sand, sand people thing. I remember, like, uh. Like discussing with multiple people, like, oh man, yeah, we finally got to see him a little bit of dark side stuff. But you watch it now, and it's fucking comical, especially yeah. when he talks about it afterwards. I killed them. I, I think that that killed. also has to do with the the shitty dialogue. That, that yeah, and then Shmi Skywalker like like dying like a fucking like like a <sighs> high school play act actress <sighs> and dead. So it's just like, all right. Um, I'm gonna need you to just die a little more, better. <laughs> um, make it more obvious you're dying. I think the prequels is like one of those things where it's like the more you watch it, the more you think about it, <clears throat> the worse it gets. The same thing with like all the Jedi coming in to like save them from the fucking Geonosians. Uh, Geonosians. Like I remember, like coming out of the theater, watching. Oh, that was fucking bad. Well, one of the Jedi's even did the death blow, uh-huh. like from the fucking uh, Jedi, Jedi game. Yeah. But uh-huh. then when you think about it, you're like, all these Jedi's are fucking dying to like sh- bullshit. Yeah, they're dying left and right. They're dying left and right, and it's like, and it's really like <laughs> shitty. I mean, probably the best part of that whole sequence is when the clone troopers come in and they start like, and then there's like that that cool like like a dust mm-hmm. kind of around them and they're shooting into the dust. Oh, the laser shooting. Yeah, and it's, the, like, yeah. It's, uh, it's like, that's pretty cool. Like it feels That was like, shot like a war movie. Like, that yeah, was... but then you also think about like, all oh, the clone troopers look like Django Fett. Like, fucking, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? The people who made all the clone troopers are this f- f- fucking, they look like a Star Wars alien. What? No, I'm talking about the those those uh the, the white oh yeah. yeah the communions so fucking man. stupid and that whole sequence really like like Obi Wan goes there and then he says like hey I'm doing this thing and they're like oh hey welcome back and it's like oh okay well is there something like, I'm here to really... check on your work and they're like oh yes obviously you are because you're a we Jedi. we don't ask for credentials and then he looks at it and then he just leaves and then he fights with Jango for a little bit which mm-hmm. is kind of cool yeah but like <clears> like. Like, there was no point to him being there other than, like, confirming. Like, there was nothing interesting about that. We're also going to drop a name that, like, we never bring up again. Oh, uh... Cypher Diaz. Yeah. Or Cypher Diaz, I fucking... Who's supposed to be, uh, Dooku, right? That's supposed to be... I don't think so. I think it's actually supposed to be... Fuck, I... Now I have to... Because Dooku has, like, three names, right? He's Darth Tyrannus. I, yeah. Lord, well, did, did he ever actually get called Darth Tyrannus? Because I think he only gets yeah, called yeah, Lord you Tyrannus might be, you might be right. by the Emperor. But everybody right. calls him... Yeah. You might be right. Uh, oh. But, like, yeah, you think about it a little bit more, and it's just like, shit. Same thing with, like, like the, the pod race scene in episode one. Re- like, wow, that was really cool, especially at the time. Actually, it's, even up to now, it's... It, it still, still looks pretty, pretty good. pleasing, like, it's actually a, a cool, like, sequence of events, but within the context but of... The, you think about, like, Watu or whatever Watto. it is. Watto. Hey, I need... Hey, I need... I'm hey, hey, a hey, hole in my, in my shorts, hey. I'm a stereotype, hey. I'm a stereotype, hey. And then, and then, like... Now, this is pod racing. That's, see, that's... Above everything else, Jake Lloyd is the is the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the Star Wars yeah. stuff. And to but, be fair, not his fault. I know he's had some <laughs> trouble. Yeah. I think he's even gotten into a lot of trouble. 
and also, stuff, but still. Remember I'm not, that... I'm not blaming a little kid for that. That's, that's Remember the that's behind the scenes where it showed the <laughs> casting, and it's like, there was that one kid who was so good, uh-huh. and George Lucas just looks bored, like, uh, you, I mean, you what know, is this good acting? Still. Well, it was but also... Like that, and then the <clears throat> announcer... For the Padre scene. Oh. I will not have you disparage Greg Proop's port name here. I will disparage yes. it. He did not fit in there. Yeah. It, it, a lot of it seemed like, remember when they added those peop, the, the, the band in... Um, in Max Return Rebo. In no, Return, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, like, Is that Max Rebo? Uh, no, no, no the lady talking. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. We did not need fine, this. But it's just like, it really seems out of place. And it didn't add anything at all. Like, it fell out of place and didn't add anything. It wasn't even cute, like, how the Ewok song that they have... That they, that they, have, they, they cut out. Excise from history. Which is fine. Give me yum nub. That's fine. But, but yeah, of the things to take out, and then you put back, they put in another musical number. Let's have a musical worse. number that kind of fits, because they're little tribal, you know, furry things. Let's take that out and put a musical number that doesn't fit at all, because, like, it's weird lip alien. Yeah, it's like, same thing with the Dark Mall. It's just like... Wow, really cool. Know nothing about him. Know exactly zero about him. Yeah, he had no purpose. Like he was super cool, uh, but no purpose to him. In the movies, up to that point, we've only had two darts. Actually, up to now, we've only had two darts, right? If Tyrannus is actually just Lord. We've only had Vader and, and Maul. He? Yeah. Yeah, because Kylo was, Ren is in a Darth. No, he referred to him as Darth Maul. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, he's Darth Maul. Yeah, he's yeah. always in all the packaging. He's Darth Maul too. Well, I meant, did they actually in the movie? Did they call him Darth Maul? And they did. I believe the Emperor referred to him. Probably, as. but it, either way, he's credited as Darth Maul, right? Mm-hmm. So we have two Mauls, two Darths. I mean, two Darths. We have two Mauls, two, two Darths. They get together, have a double date. So like Vader is so fucking awesome. Like he has a lot of lines. He's very intimidating and those kind of. things. And he and has then, a history. Yeah, and then Maul is like, like, oh wow. Really cool. I can't and, like, wait to see really, what he does. Really cool, and then he's just dead. No, nothing about him. He has like ten lines in the whole movie, and he seemed more badass than like anything had a right to be in that movie. Yeah, he's such a good design and stuff that like <clears throat> I still collect his stuff, even though he's like, I mean, arguably one of the worst characters in the in the in the series because he, there's nothing about him. Oh no, yeah, yeah, no, and in, his design. The, what, the, oh, go I was going to say with how you said his design was cool. What's really cool is he has a design that says, this is evil. He is evil. However, he doesn't look cartoonish like a lot of the other things. Like, why am I blanking on the name? The robot. In episode three, the multi-armed had 15 lightsabers oh, and a heart. General, and Grievous. General Grievous. Yeah. <laughs> Who, he looks evil in a cartoony bullshit type of way. Well, suppose- see, that's, that's also dumb, too, because they brought him in and it's like, oh, cool. What's his General Grievous? He's even in the scrawl. Which a lot of people are not mentioned ever in the in the in the in the scroll. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's like, oh wow, this guy's important, and he's introduced with no backstory, right? Like, yeah, if you watch the Clone Wars stuff, yeah, you get some stuff. But hey, man, I'm watching the movie, so like, you don't know anything about him, and then he just kind of dies. And he has asthma. Why does why does he have asthma? I don't know. I mean, as Dan said, there's a reason, but you have to do extra work for it. Like, it doesn't tell you... Yeah, it's like, you know... It's, I mean, that's the the thing, is that Darth Maul is a cool-looking character. 
Darth Maul becomes an interesting <clears throat> character, a cool character, like, overall, not just looking, when you actually watch that Clone Wars CG cartoon. Because they have a couple of pretty in- interesting storylines that deal directly with him, which... Because those are the things that should have been on I know, but I mean, that, like, that's so the... Much... The people who like that character, they're like, I want to do this character justice. Yeah. And they go and they do the work to do the character that's, justice. That's also the medium. most one like, of the most irritating things about Star Wars, right? It's like, I mean, the, the, especially the prequels, because it's yeah. like Darth Maul's a really cool character. General Grievous has a backstory. There's like all this other stuff, and it's just like, why didn't you film that instead of fucking the Trade Federation? Yeah. Yeah, why? Why? Wh- why did that? you choose what you chose? Why, why did you skip over everything about General Grievous? <clears throat> why he's important, and then have Anakin and Padme go, oh, I don't like sand. You could have just... I mean, you, you just tell us in the scroll that uh, the uh, scroll, scroll that um, uh, General Grievous is important. Why don't you just say that they were just in love? Like you, you, It would have been just as good of a romance if you're like, Anakin and Padme fell in love in between episode one and two. You never saw it, but they're just in love now. Take it for granted. Well, that's why it's funny, because the... Um the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith is the Battle Above Coruscant, which is how the Clone Wars cartoon ends. Yeah. Which is the like the, the big climactic thing in that is, the, sorry, the original Clone Wars cartoon, the 2D animated, not the 3D CG one, ends with Grievous going to the planet, trying to kidnap the Emperor, and getting like defeated by, I forget who crushes, because the reason he has that asthma is because he, somebody yeah. crushes his, his suit on... Coruscant, and he's fleeing. So, like, you know, like that—that that could have been five minutes of your shitty, you know, Clone Wars or movie, or you five could, minutes. Or you could have started the movie yeah. with that. It would have made. You could have had a simple scene where he's fleeing Coruscant, and he's trying to steal the Emperor, and like Mace Windu goes up and saves the Emperor and crushes, you know, crushes that, and then you're like, okay, he suffered an injury at the Jedi, and now he's back on, you know, he's trying to get away. Instead, in the movie, it's just distracting when he's like... (coughs) (coughs) Remember, yeah, just remember wanting to know what happens in the Clone Wars. Because of episode four. Yeah. I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. And then ever since I was a kid, I was like, oh, I what that looks like. What is the Clone Wars? And, what that's and like. unfortunately, you only get to see that by watching the extended universe stuff. Yeah. Why didn't we just, why didn't you spend $200 million to make the Clone Wars look like how it should look on a big screen? I mean, honestly, if those movies had been made in the, the era we're in now, you wouldn't have had, you would have had a Clone Wars miniseries, like a live action series that would have like tied into the greater, like, Star Wars mythos. Like, it would have been, you know, similar to what they're doing with, like, that Mandalorian series. Like, they're doing stories that people are clamoring for. What era is that supposed to take place? Uh, Is that post? I forget. I, you know, if I was a, if if I was making stuff, I would, I would kind of sidestep prequel stuff. Yeah. I think we mentioned it on the podcast before. One of my, one of my growing peeves of that era is that they made the Jedi Horrible. Very kind of um, Jedi are cops, disposable, and Jedi's are cops. Like that, it took away a lot of the mythos of like because if you only watch the original trilogy, it's like a fucking Jedi's are frightening. Yeah, they're they're awe inspiring. They're, well, no, they're they're legends. They're, they're weird. They're weird is what yeah, they yeah. mostly are. Is like they're, they're frustratingly yeah. weird, which is what you want. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. Like you know, like uh, I mean, if. It, like any kind of like religious figure with some kind of principle, mm-hmm. like I mean, it, Jesus would be a really frustrating guy to talk to. 
Because you'd be not like, another parable. I get it. Well, Just no, tell me what you mean. We gotta like we gotta we gotta we gotta fight we gotta fight these guys that are trying to like kill us. And he's just like, you gotta turn the other cheek, man. Uh, no, they're going. They're going murder us. No, I mean it's okay. Like it's fine. It's just like I it's the same thing with like I don't want to die, Jesus. It's the same thing with Luke. Luke. It's just like, dude, my friends are going to die. I can help them, and it's just like, no, you shouldn't, because it's more important if you just let them die. And it's just like, I mean, you can think about that rationally and, and be like, okay, that that kind of makes sense. But like, but those are your friends. Like, why wouldn't you, if you can help? Like help and figure out the rest of the stuff later. Like and that's just what the, that's that's why that that's why that, that 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 that's why that episode is good, and that's why like that Jedi world building stuff is really good because the Jedi are like beyond like just we're good and evil. Like there is they're aloof. Yeah, there's a good and evil to it, but they're they're thinking not just in a humanistic kind of way they're thinking beyond that kind of in stuff fact, and that's frustrating to humans here's the big thing <laughs> episode one should not have started with people going let's get the jedi to negotiate because they'd be like oh cool they're bringing in jedi to negotiate well, with us this will be easy because they don't give a shit and they could have made that i mean like that's the thing like you we've read and i think we've all read <clears> enough tertiary stuff that knows that like there are stories of the jedi doing things that are like that yeah, are interesting. Unfortunately, we had George Lucas <coughs> writing this stuff, and yeah, master world builder, not so much, not so much on the yeah details. on the screen. Like that's why I think you know people hold the Empire in such high regard. Empire is not written by George Lucas or directed by George Lucas. Yeah, both of those. Yeah, Jedi, Jedi. and and Empire. Not I mean, George Lucas had built that world with Star Wars, New Hope, yeah. you know? and of course, New Hope had a lot of like rewrites and edits, yeah. not. From George Lucas. And then, I mean, you know, Lucas did the great job of, like, blending in a bunch of stuff. Yep. Like, that's just, I mean, that's what Star Wars is. It's, a, it's, <laughs> the it's borrowed, of a bunch yeah, of it's different... borrowed from everything. There's nothing very original in anything on Star Wars, yeah, other than maybe laser swords. No, no, that's sure from a 1920s novel. Well, there yeah. you go. And it's There's like, not much. it's basically a Flash Gordon serial, like, you know, mashed with the Kurosawa stuff. and A little bit of 1920s books. Like, general, it, like some Arrow Flynn, like, swashbuckling. Swashbuckling stuff, yeah. yeah. Like, it's, you, you can see all those, in, you know, it's like the people who give <clears throat> Quentin Tarantino shit about, like, the fact that he basically, you know, steals a bunch of stuff from other movies and, like, you I mean, know. That's what everything is. But it, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, the, everybody does that. They have their influences and I mean, they want to. I'm pretty sure there was a Hamlet before Hamlet. Yeah. But everything's also Hamlet. Also, it's like nowadays, <laughs> every anime movie that tends to get a lot of notice for being, like, you know, emotionally moving and epic, they're, they're usually just Studio Ghibli movies redone. I mean, everything's been done before. So according to the Wikipedia page, The Mandalorian is set uh, a few years after the events of Return of the Jedi. So oh, okay. That's post, workable. Post-original trilogy, and it also is supposed to take place um, beyond the reaches of the New Republic, so like should, Outer Rim stuff. You should look up, up, up uh, Sifo-Dia. That's, I was, that was, I got sidetracked. But like, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the growing stuff of, uh, like, I mean, I like the Clone Wars, some of the Clone Wars cartoons and some of that other stuff, but... A lot of the Jedi stuff loses kind of its mystique when there's like a thousand of them. Yeah. And then they're all just kind of jumping and twirling and stuff like that. And like, like, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a channel that I, that I like to watch that's like a bunch of, uh, visual effects guys, but they're watching like, uh, 
uh, one of the newer Star Wars movies, and they're noting like, like, oh yeah, you know, like, like they're going back to this <coughs> like kind of naturalistic style of fighting instead of like doing a bunch of flips and stuff like that, and they were kind of like down on it. And I was just like, man, I don't get that. Like, I kind of, I can. Well, actually, no, I can get it. Like, you want like the the high high octane like uh, the spectacle, yeah, wire foo kind of stuff. But like, it it kind of looks silly after a while if they're all fucking flipping around. Like the first time, like like when uh, Maul like flips over. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, like, like holy shit. Yeah, because that's the only time you've ever seen that. The only other Jedi fights that you've ever seen was just like that's why Maul looked fucking rad when he suddenly just attacked them like in in Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like holy shit! What the fuck is going on? This guy's crazy. And that's when you go. And then, but oh, then like oh, he's like the greatest lightsaber swordsman like ever. That's why he's impressive. Well, yeah, and then you believe that like two Jedi would struggle against him. Yeah, one Padawan, one Jedi would struggle against him. See, what I like, miss, what I yeah. would want to see more of is, like, the Old Republic, like, the KOTOR setting, where, you know, like, KOTOR was cool because there were so few Jedi, and what you saw of them were that crazy, weird Jedi-ness. Yeah, the great Jedi stuff, which is why, which is why, like, I mean, for me, Last Jedi ranks really high because they kind of takes a lot of that stuff back mm-hmm. and be like, Jedi are weird and kind of indecipherable a little bit as much as pop culture indecipherable can be like it's not exactly subtle but i think george lucas thinks it is relatively (laughs) like you know the the stuff with luke is very subtle like he's he's, the stuff he talks about about like dying legends and like letting things die and all that kind of stuff is really like okay well it's it's, no i mean it's no no i was i'm I'm listening it's all it's no i thought you had the second oh i have it i've had it up for a little while yeah, no, he's a real person. He's not, he was, or I should say, he is a character in the, the mythos. Okay. He apparently had the power of foresight and foresaw the Great War, but according to this, the Jedi Council did not, uh, re- did so not. So he was a Jedi? Yes, he was a human male Jedi master, actually. He was on the Council as well. <clears throat> um, and then, yeah, so he pursued his ideas in secret and contacted the cloners um, to get to raise the army for the Republic. So apparently he knew that the war was coming and was preparing for it. And the Jango Fett stuff was dumb, too. Because it's like... Hey, did you like Boba Fett? Yeah, Boba Fett is fine. Like, he's fine for what he is and all that stuff. And a lot of people like Boba Fett and stuff like that. And that's fine. But we don't need a guy who looks exactly like Boba Fett with a different kind of armor and doing the exact same stuff. You know... (laughs) <laughs> we hear you like Boba Fett. How about we put Boba Fett in your prequels? Well, and the crazy thing is, is you know, I'm gonna keep, I keep going back to this because I've watched a lot of the extended stuff, like the Clone Wars cartoons. Is that they make all of those clone troopers much more interesting than Jango Fett was ever was as a character? Yeah, yeah. Because <clears throat> like, even though they all they all realize they're like, yeah, we're all the same, we're all cloned from the same cloth. They actually create personalities for those characters as different people, and even though they're all voiced by the same guy, you're like. Man, that's kind of impressive that you're actually differentiating these people enough that, like, you've made these into unique characters even though they're all the same dude. Like, that's impressive to Like me. Orphan Black. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit. Like, that one actress, um, Tatiana Maslany, did fucking work with that show. Like, and got not nearly enough praise got for Got no real good credit for it. Alright, last thing. What's, what's Tyrannus's... Oh, well, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll look up... Uh, Prefix. Yeah. Title. And then we'll move on. Semper Fidelis Tyrannus. <laughs> Come on, load up. 
need to know about the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I mean, the the, the Wikipedia page does refer to him as Darth Tyrannus, <coughs> so... Not necessarily, maybe he wasn't meant to Darth yeah. Tyrannus. So, but who whatever. knows? Yeah. I mean, the latest two Star Wars movies, well, the, the numbered ones are really, really good. Yes. Yeah, Force Awakens. I mean, compare, I really mean, good. just even relatively to the prequels. Yeah. They're better than those three movies. Compared to prequels, like... But Everything's said, yeah, great. Solo's even better. Like I would probably like Solo would be right above them because everybody like, gave a shit in that movie. Because all the other movies are better than Solo, except for the prequel. Yeah. Like Rogue One's better than Solo, and then four through seven are better than Solo. So, I mean, I don't know what my ranking would be. <coughs> it's hard. But, it's hard to think. Like I mean, yeah, the the especially even just the original trilogy, like the ranking has always changed as I've kind of like aged. Also, like, sometimes it depends on your mood. Even. Yeah, that's true too. I've appreciated <clears throat> Empire more and more as I've gotten older. But there's a lot of like scenes in Return that are like to me like the best writing and acting that they do in in that entire series like the like the time when uh Luke turns himself in on uh the moon of endor and then him and him and Vader have that little talk on that kind of like walkway like outside yeah and he's like oh you constructed your new lightsaber like that whole that whole part is fucking good that whole part is really good because, like, basically Luke's still trying to, like, turn him and then Vader's, like, kind of avoiding the question a little bit. Well, I, I mean, that movie opens so strong because you get, you finally, like, it's the first time you see Luke Skywalker... Confident. Confident, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, him exactly. approaching Jabba's palace. Yeah, he goes into Jabba's palace, calm as everything. Jedal, he knows it's all you're going to work open out. the door. And he pursues it like a Jedi would. He gives Jabba every opportunity to to, to just like cut ties, give him back Solo, walk away. I don't want to do yeah, anything. Like that's the you Jedi. You get thing. a lot of that yeah. in the in the in the prequels. Like, the the Jedi like mindset of like we're, we're not. We're, I don't want to fight you. Yeah, like we this, we're not. Just Jedi. let him go. Like I don't want to do this. Yeah, prequels. It's like I want to start my lightsaber really badly. Well, that's yeah, what so I'm can, all for. So I can start flipping around. Yeah, that's the quick, easy way out. And like yeah. a Jedi is not that. Like he's Luke is willing to endure all of that. Yeah, to I mean, try and avoid. I mean, also with the new trilogy, like that's a lot, a lot of cool because there's not that many lightsaber fight scenes in the new trilogy, right? Because I mean, one of the people, uh, one of the things that like the haters really hated about that one were uh, the episode seven, Last Jedi is like or eight, yeah. the 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 fight on Kriet where like Luke isn't spoilers isn't actually even there mm-hmm. and so we, we don't even get a definitive ending to that and it's just like dude are you guys not even paying attention to this shit like Obi-Wan loses to Darth Vader in episode 4 on purpose like... on purpose we don't get a real conclusion <clears throat> to that like this is how that works this is how Jedi work they're not there to kill people no like this is not <clears throat> like the the lightsaber is a last resort it is a tool that they use to like defend themselves. Like, I mean, hell, the force screams out when people, you know, when people die. Yeah. The the force it resonates. Yeah. They're not going to go around going, "I'm going to kill fifty people" because I get high on that shit. But they don't hesitate to act when they have to. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, that's that's why it's interesting. They're such interesting characters. The, I mean, they're that, like, the they're the idealized version of what we think samurais are. Yeah, and not what samurais actually are, yeah. which is just regular people and they're kind of shitty sometimes. Yep. 
just like chivalrous knights. It's the same way. Yeah, but that's but that's what we think. The idealized, the idealized of, of yes. a samurai is like that guy who is not going to draw his blade until he's absolutely certain that it's the that only it's, way. That to... it's the time, yeah. and I'm going to kill everybody in this room yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And as efficiently as possible. Yeah, but I like, mean, there's a lot. Most samurais were just normal people who were pricks. Yes. Yeah, there are landowners who abuse their power. In them. Yeah, it's like some were good, some were shitty, mm-hmm. and most were just somewhere in the middle. Yeah, most were most were just the one percenters. That's all they were. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's speaking of idealized heroes. Have you guys watched The Boys any? No, no I'm meaning yeah, to I, get to it. We've been watching. It good. It good. Yeah, I've heard also Darnell said it's good. We've been watching uh, Dark. That's a uh, Netflix series. Netflix series, because season two just, just ended, or just started. Just just dropped. Drop. With Netflix, it's just dropped, so. So we've been, we've been watching. I've that. been catching up. Dan Dan was watching a bunch of it on the trip to California, and I was I saw, I read something, I, people were like, yeah, you should watch this. And I was like, ah, sure, I'll give it a shot. And if you like weird German stuff. Yeah. A lot of the descriptions are like, it's German Stranger Things and it's not that. No. It's not even close to no. that. Stranger Things has a lightheartedness to it. <laughs> I, I think the only reason why the comparison ever came about was because it's a small town. There is something going on in uh-huh. the power plant. Yes. I got you. Like there's kids. Yeah. Well, right now, anything that's, like, serialized with kids, it's like, oh, it's kind of like Stranger Things, but with... So, yeah, um, we're, we just finished episode six of the first season, and yeah, it's really good. Like, it's shot beautifully. Like, it looks spectacular. Like, that's... And then also, you know, you got a bunch of crazy, weird German stuff going on. I have to say, though, watching the boys... Mm-hmm. Watching the, the boys. The, the main character... I forget. Is it Carl Irvin who plays him? No, no. The, oh, okay. He's, like, almost the main character. Like, uh-huh. he's the... In your face, guy. But the the main person, the person who you know, the audience the surrogate POV character. Gotcha. He is. Um, oh, I forget his first name. Something Quaid, and he is the son of um, Meg Ryan and uh, Dennis Quaid. He looks like if you took their faces into one of those morphing things. He looks exactly like the two of them merged. Well, I mentioned it uh, a few days ago, but like I just I found out randomly that the Robin from the latest season of Stranger Things, the new female character they introduced, is the daughter of Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. <laughs> and you look at her face, and I go, "Oh," because you're like, "Yeah, that's Uma Thurman right there, like her offspring." And then there's the Ethan Hawke, spl- you know, sprinkled in there, and I'm just like. Man, she's really good. This guy from The Boys, he it looks like somebody did a weird de-ager on uh, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid, but threw in Meg Ryan's smile. Yeah. Kind of crazy. It has some real good actors, because also Simon Pegg is in it. Yeah. He plays the father of that character. It looks it looks good. I and Carl it. Urban is yeah, pretty badass. It's probably on the... It's definitely on the short list. I mean, I watched... Also, Smart Thing, eight episodes. It's a good tight season like they kept it good and smart they didn't do like the netflix type of thing with superhero stuff where it's like it's gotta be 13 seasons even if we only have eight seeds or 13 episodes even if we only have eight episodes of content well that's why the i mean i binged it over the one weekend after it came out but that veronica mars new season ah so good so good you did you watch the show no okay so i'm the only one here who's actually watched the show all right well I would highly recommend watching at least the first season of the original run. 
um, because that's the best out of the three that they did. And then, if you're interested, the new season is quite, quite good. Um, yeah, I like I like their, their dynamic they've created on that show quite a bit. And I'm glad they got to make a new season. So, it, it brings back, you know, it does... The movie, like, there's articles written about it. That movie was the fan service movie, like the Kickstarter that they did. This is the the logical progression of like, all right, we got all that shit out of the way. Now let's see, let's actually make a new season of television that would be, you know, based on what we would want to do storyline wise. But I highly recommend the boys as long as you're good with like bad content. By bad, I mean things that there are some subjects that are <clears throat> worthy of trigger warnings. Yeah, there is some stuff that's a little bit rough. And it is definitely not a superhero thing for kids. Like, nope. it's also gory as fuck. Yeah, just like you don't want to take your kid to see Deadpool. You don't want to take your... You don't it's amazing how many kids I saw at Deadpool. And know, Deadpool too. And it's like, up, you, you parents are bad. Yeah, I mean, you know... like I'm The not, worst, I saw... Young kids, I would say. Like, when I saw Logan, this guy came in with like three kids who were like definitely under 10. And it's like, I know it's Wolverine, but... Don't. I mean, I watched. I wa- I mean, to be fair, we watched our fair share of stuff we shouldn't have watched when we were that age. Yeah, and we're all fucked up. Oh, okay. Plus, also the Logan. It's like if you're bringing little kids, that is going. They never made it look like an action movie. They made it very clear this is the dying cowboy mm-hmm. movie. This is like late era, like Clint Eastwood. Unforgiven era, Clint Eastwood. Yep. Tail you rider, Clint, Clint Eastwood. This isn't like you know. High energy, like crazy cowboy. This is... No, I'm, I'm riding off into the sunset. Another cool thing I saw while we were on break. ESA. ESA is a speedrunning thing. It's a um, kind of like uh, Games Done Quick. But it's over in Sweden, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's like the European Speedrunner Association. And so they had like a lot of the people we know from games done quick. So like the Mexican runner was there for a few games. Um, Dwingo AC brought Tazbot. Mm-hmm. First time Tazbot was out of the country. Real cool stuff. And what was really cool, you know, watching games done quick, there might be a game that they're doing that's kind of long and you think, oh, I don't really care about this one. They had two streams going for most of it. Nice. So if you're like, oh, I don't really want to watch Halo. I'm not really into watching a Halo run. What's on the air one? Ooh, Sonic the Hedgehog. All right. I don't know. That's Sophie's choice if you ask me. Halo or the original Sonic. It's kind of sad, though. They don't raise nearly as much with ESA, but they had some really cool things. Mm-hmm. So it's all for Alzheimer's research. Mm-hmm. They had a Mega Man 1 uh, relay race. So it was three teams of ten people each, and you traded off every single stage, which meant, like, your best runner was on a second stage, because you do elect man second, and it's the one where you can softlock the game. So you have to have your best person second in a relay. The very final one, Super Mario Sunshine, two-team relay race, every shine you traded off, is a total of, like, I think 88 different speedrunners. That's cool. Where even like the commentators would at one point go, all right, I'm up next, so I'm going to drop off. Uh, you guys cover for me. That's cool. Yeah. Like it's all really good. A lot of fun. Like it felt like the earlier games done quicks where it's, you know, kind of more smaller, kind of more energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, also, since we've been gone, 
Dan and I, or Dan started watching it first, but we needed a good palate cleanser for Ava after finishing that. So we tore through the first season of One Punch Man. That's a good show. Yeah. That show just makes you feel good. That show is, like I said, it was the perfect palate cleanser yeah. for after watching that fucking psychological torment of the last few episodes of Ava. Still haven't watched End of Evangelion. Need to watch that. But yeah, like, you. yeah, I kind of wanted, I wanted, because I'm going to listen to that podcast, the Waypoint podcast, and they talk about it, so... I would like I'm to still know. catching up with Waypoint because those are long, so long. I'm not on the last two episode and end of Ava episode yet. I I'm, just started the 22 to 24 one today myself. So. I am halfway through that one, but yeah, they're so long. Like right now, when I say halfway through, I'm two hours into it yeah. and I'm like halfway through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that series is the exact level of silly that you want. Um, Saitama is awesome. Oh god, and I just I love the the animation changes between oh, goofy Saitama and, and serious and hardcore serious Saitama, <laughs> or um, the ultra chibi like confused Saitama. Yeah, oh exactly. It's 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 great. And and Gino his his sidekick is fucking oh, yeah. awesome. They, they, all the side characters are great. It's very it is very mu- much reminiscent of the My Hero Academia stuff where like. You want to know as much about the side characters and the lesser-known heroes as you do about Saitama and his his tr- tr- uh, trials. So, if you like this, on one hand, there's second season came out for One Punch Man, which we'll of which it ends without a conclusion. Ah, no, 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 come on, Kevin. No, no, it's fair to say when you get to the end, it the season doesn't end. They ran out of show. Okay. It's not a spoiler. I'm not saying like how it ends or anything. I'm just saying just stop talking about it. Doesn't it. end. <laughs> yeah, we're we're it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, we got to watch that on Hulu because that's where the second season is. And unfortunately, that means Hulu bullshit. I mean, I, I have the free subscription, so I'm glad I do because that means I can watch it. Um, as part of my Spotify thing. So I hate also though that Hulu like the user interface just it's not great. It's rough. It's not great, but it you know like I said, I'll watch my anime where I can. Um, Another one that's good is Mob Psycho because that's from same people as One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much same thing, but psychic instead of punch, and same level of like the world just being really weird, and you want to know about everything. Yeah. I just I mean like I said, the character is. He's like, what if Goku was not an, not an idiot, like completely dense? What if he wasn't an asshole? Or an asshole? Because who? Saitama? Yeah, yeah Saitama. He doesn't know what's going on half the time. Yeah. He kind of walks into a situation. He's, look, I'm not saying he's dumb. Okay. I mean, he's, he's definitely not. A, but you know, he doesn't pay. He's a lazy dude. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not an asshole like Goku, where it's like. You know, I'm going to let you live. I know you're evil, and you'll come back and fuck us up, but I want to fight you again in the future. So get stronger, and then come back and destroy more cities, and I'll fight you. And you want to talk about horrifyingly violent shows. Good God. The violence in One Punch Man. Man, it just, it's, like, you you actually go, oh my, that's, whew. I love the fight at the end of the first season, where it's like, you had to punch twice. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and I just like that the the big bad was like, nah, you weren't holding back. And he's like, damn it, I was disappointed yet again. So I ta- all Saitama wants is somebody <laughs> a fight, who a can real kick fight. his ass. God damn it. Uh, yeah, and he goes back to one punch again. He's like, ah, so when will I find the man who I need three punches to kill? Um, and of course, 
the fact that no one knows he's strong. Yeah. Like, no one accepts no. this bald, caped weirdo. But it's okay, because we always have Moomin Rider. Moomin Rider will save us all. I would watch a series about Moomin Rider. Moomin Rider's great. What about Tiger Tank Top? Nope. Moomin Rider. Forever. Moomin Rider knows his place. He is he is punching at his weight. He knows I, I would watch a series about Metal Bat. Metal Bat? Yeah, Metal Bat's pretty cool. He has a bat. Yeah. <laughs> That's metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, the he old guy. Like a, he looks like a Yakuza oh, punk. White Fang. White Fang, yeah. That guy's fucking badass, man. Karate Master. Yeah. He, rem- he reminds me of, uh, what's his name from Fist of the North Star? Uh... Ray, the, the or is it Ray, the guy who does yeah. the the lions? I mean, he's basically also the Gran Torino character. In, yeah, in My Hero Academia. Yeah, a little, little pastiche. Old guy who's seems beyond his time. Yep, but is fucking badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah every time they introduce a new hero, it's like show me more. Give me a little more there. Yeah, and, and like even, when they randomly pop up, and even, it's like it's him again, Puri Puri Prisoner. You're just like, oh, oh god, boy. <laughs> yeah. <he's>, ooh. <laughs> Or He's like, a lot. Or like I forgot what the black guy's name is. Oh god, yeah. he's. <laughs> who we saw. I saw that and I was like. Mm. Sometimes things are problematic with mm. anime. Yeah. Luckily, he was just kind of there on the sidelines. He didn't actually do anything to make him completely. Is I that mean, good or worse? Nice. <laughs> they didn't have a chance to make him more offensive than he already was. Okay. So that's that's how I'm gonna look at it. Um. Well, there's another good one if you want an interesting anime for this season. It's currently simulcasting. It's something like... It talks about um, something uh, Legendary Beast. I forget the exact name, but if you look on Crunchyroll, it's all about like this troop in a big civil war that it looks like it's pretty much like 1920s era technology. This one group of soldiers became incarnate, which they can transform into big monsters. So, like, one turns into a gargoyle, one turns into, like, a minotaur, one turns into a werewolf. And after a first episode ends is when the story really begins. And it's all about after the war, they lose their ability to turn back into human. They kind of lose their minds. And it's pretty much one guy going around, putting them all to rest. It's kind of like... A weird western type of thing. Hmm. It has a really cool, like, badass vibe. Cool. In the real world, Kevin, how was the uh, how was the trip out to the coast? Is the, the are the oceans still pretty? Oceans are nice. I gotta say, ocean shores not the most walkable seaside town. Probably the least walkable seaside town. It's no Cannon Beach or or uh, Seaside or Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Like even like there are no sidewalks. There is no real shoulder on side the road except for a bunch of sharp rocks on most streets. Sharp rocks. At least where the hotels are. Yeah. It's like you cannot walk from the hotels to like a restaurant or store or anything. You can't walk to the beach too easily because there's that weird, not forest, but like... Overgrowth almost. Giant hedgerow yeah. that's about like maybe 500 feet deep yeah. that you can't go through. Yeah. So that's kind of... Takes away some of the fun. Yeah. The weather looked nice, though. Weather was nice. Yeah. Unfortunately, Ayn stepped on one of those sharp rocks, got a blister on her paw from it, and then tore that blister open. Oh, wow. We cannot leave dogs behind in the room without us. Yeah. <clears throat> so... You were, you were cabin fevering it for a bit there? No, we were just finding... We found we had to drive everywhere, but then we'd drive to beach, and it'd be kind of rough on her get to the beach, but once there, 
the cool sand, like right when the tide goes out, mm-hmm. the wet, real smooth yeah. sand. Oh, yeah. She's all about that. That's, good. that's comfy sand. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your trip there's out there. Good Jamaican food out there. Good, good sushi. sushi. Yeah. And then there's an Irish pub. So here's the other thing. Ocean Shores is like the only place with no outdoor seating at restaurants. Almost every place is indoor seating only on the coast. Don't you want to sit outside when I, you're... I would think you would at least have stuff you pull out during the summertime to like allow people to sit outside. Those places didn't have any. That's weird. So like, we had to get our sushi to go, yeah. bring it back to our room. Jamaican place, they did have picnic tables outside. So, like, most places, we couldn't bring the dogs because, you know, you can't eat with dogs at restaurants unless they have outdoor seating. Then it's up to their discretion. Irish Pub, thankfully, had, we had to walk through the restaurant with our dogs, but they had a back patio that looked like it was out of, like, some Caribbean resort. It didn't quite match the Irish feel, but their food was good. I had, like, a pot roast that was, kind of had, like, the corned beef type of flavors to it. Gravy on is so good. Team of Colcannon, like, really good. Like, their drinks were really strong and really cheap. Cool. That place was really cool. Except, like I said, had to drive everywhere. So it's like really good, strong drinks that are cheap. I could have two of them. Because yeah. I got to drive back. I'm glad you enjoyed your trip. We had a jacuzzi tub for two in our living room. All right, right, right at the right. window. Yeah. So our window view was right out on the beach. Yeah, the pictures you showed were nice. Like, it looked like, definitely reminded me of the Washington slash Oregon coastal cities, like, where, like you said, you have that big hedge that goes a really long way, and then you see the beach off in the distance. And that's why I like places like Cannon Beach, you Mm -hmm. could get to the beach really easy. You don't need to find, like, all right, if you go about eight blocks that away, you'll find where they cut through the The hedge. hedge Or, if you want to go the other direction, it's about 30 blocks. Dan. What did we think of our fourth sojourn down to California? Did we have fun? I think we had fun. What, an arcade? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was interesting this year, though, because we I think all of us noticed who've been down there that the there were less cabinets, it seemed like, than in the few for the previous times we had gone, and they were missing certain categories of games this time. Mm-hmm. Like, no Rastan for me, no no Final Fight, no... Yeah, not many would beat him up. Yeah, no, no beat em ups too. Like the, all, the, all the arcades are dying. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't help that cabinets also die over time. That so it's a, like, yeah. and they're not making arcade games like they used to. The ones that they do make are a different, it's not that nostalgia fun. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we did get to play a new cabinet there, which was the uh, Star Lords cabinet, which is basically a six player version of Warlords, um, with like updated, like, you know, vector kind of graphics. Um, lots of bright, shiny lights. That was a lot of fun to play. Uh, and then I didn't actually, I only tried out the tutorial, but that Cosmo, Cosmodromes or yeah, kind of reminded me a bit of a, like a Lunar Lander slash like PVP kind of thing. It looked like when I, yeah, was I played that play last it. time we were there. Yeah. Cause that game, the game was at California extreme before. Oh really? I must've, I must've missed it the last time. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it that much. No. Um, that other one we played was, was it called Black Samurai? Was that the name of it? The oh, one with the roller yeah. that was so, cool? Yeah. I mean, it's basically, it's basically a phone game yeah. made into an arcade game, but it was, it was fun. It had a really good aesthetic. Like, it looked really good. Um, but yeah, it was basically a phone game. That's what a lot of things are turning into now with the, the arcades is, 
hey, we've turned this phone game into an arcade cabinet. Um, That's what a lot of, like, video games. video games in general. It's like, how many games on Steam do you look at in the store and go, yeah. "That that's a phone game, isn't it? And you pull up on your phone the app store and you go, it is. They are at least expanding their crazy rhythm section. Because, you, you know, I remember the first time you went, there might have been, like, just, like, two DDR machines and, like, one Beatmania machine. And that was about it. Now this time they've got like a whole corner dedicated to the weird Japanese rhythm games with like multiple cabs of each one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, like the, the weirdest one was the washing machine game, which is basically a big circular screen with buttons all around the sides of it. But also, it wasn't really a washing machine. No. It just looks like a washing Lo- machine. It looks like a washing machine. Um, just to, yeah, just to play Lady Kevin. Kevin's confusion. Um, but it's also hey, that's good rhythm. Like you know, you put your clothes in a little off center, and you get that thump. Yeah, I mean, would it put it past the Japanese to make a game about washing machines? That would not put it past them. And the the screen is also a touch screen, so you're it's like a it's one of those rhythm based game where you're tapping on the on the screen or on the buttons to keep the rhythm, and then you're actually like touching a point on the screen and dragging your finger across at some points. Um, apparently, Rick told us, Rick and Bryce told us that they, when they saw that in Japan, people had like special gloves that they were wearing to play it. Because when I played it without <coughs> gloves, trying to slide your finger across that screen didn't work so well because of the friction. So like your fingers would kind of get caught, and you'd be basically ripping your finger along the screen, like getting your rug burn almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I got to play my Major Havoc. That's all I look forward to most of the time. I didn't get to play any Return of the Jedi because they didn't have that cabinet there. Yeah, everything's just going. I know away. it's really it's kind of sad. The pinball selection's always good though, so I mean they, those they most of the people keep up pretty well. Um, I did people get are to, still going to it. Yeah, and I did get to play that Munsters pinball machine. That was pretty cool. The new the new one based off of the old '60s TV show that had some good stuff in it. Um, but yeah, that was California. It was fun. Yeah, the same, same, same as it as always the other is. Yeah. Three years, a little less. A little less. Yeah, that was the. That's about it. They still require you to wear your stupid band. Yes, the the. <laughs> oh man, such a weird convention. They give you a lanyard with your name on it, but that's not really the thing you have to worry about. They give you like one of those bands, like those paper things that like you know stick, and then you have to keep the that on. county fair wristband. You have to keep that on for both days. Both days, so you don't take it off. No. I did take it off last time we went, oh, and yeah. then I went back down to get another one, and they got mad at me. I mean, they still gave me one, yeah. but I was just like, like I didn't not wearing this, yeah. but whatever. Why give a lanyard then? Look, Kevin. Is that so you could go, oh, hi, Dan, welcome, nice to meet you. This, welcome to one in ten conversations we had <laughs> in, yeah. the, in the weekend. You just, you're, you're part of it now. Like, you, 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 you're part of the vacation. Uh-huh. You, you understood because we we mentioned that several times. Let's put it this way: they uh, <laughs> they they just this time this year that we went, they finally enabled you to pay via PayPal and do your pre registration without some weird third party site to pay through. So like this is definitely being run by people who are not tech savvy. The website looks like it's from the you know the mid two thousands at best. See, we're not crazy because Kevin came to the same conclusion within mm-hmm. a second. Yep. Well, why? Why well, like, lanyards? <laughs> don't don't make someone wear extra crap. Uh-huh. Just the minimal crap. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wear the bat. You gotta you wear, the lanyard doesn't matter. You throw that thing away. <laughs> we should say that next time we go. Minimal they're putting, crap. They're putting it on. He's like, don't make people wear extra crap. <laughs> minimal crap. Minimal crap. Minimal crap. Uh, Just carry it, sir. <laughs> minimal crap. Minimal crap. <laughs> um, but yeah. 
that was that was the trip. Other than that, though, um, Dan, what if, what is going on in action figure news? Why don't you tell us about your recent acquisitions? Uh, toy apocalypse, toy Christmas, toy at Christmas has has happened, Dan. Yeah, it's happening. Um, I have a Japanese Darth Vader. He's pretty cool. A Mafex straight from Japan. Does he turn into a scorpion if you kill him? <laughs> I saw the video game. He's yeah. He is oh. uh, he is straight from Japan. A coworker Direct. coworker uh, was in Japan for a couple weeks for vacation, and then I gave him a list of a couple of things that I wanted him to pick up if he could find it, and he found the Darth Vader for five dollars. That's like uh, half the price normally that you would find. It's the for. Rogue One Darth Vader, which is basically just Darth Vader, <laughs> unless you're crazy and you understand the small differences between the movies. You see, if you look at technically, his costume should be more like. I want Revenge of the Sith Anakin dressed up as Darth Vader. I I would like to. Um, I'm scared to pop off this one's head just because it's an expensive figure. You've been apprehensive um, about that? Yeah. I tried to put it on the Black Series thing, and um, Anakin's little hair on the back of his thing is mm-hmm. not conducive. It makes him go like this. Um, uh, yeah, and then I and then I have uh, Anakin Skywalker from uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is a really cool one, and it's a re-release one where they redid his head so he actually looks like Anakin's face. Yeah, because they did that move. They during that movie accurate scanning facial technology thing now, right? Yes. Well, yeah, and then they're re-releasing some of their older figures. So, like in the package, it even says like when these figures were first came out. Mm -hmm. I think Anakin's like 2013 or something. Um, And then I have a Yoda from Empire, um, uh, but he also comes with a little Yoda lightsaber. Just in case you wanted to do that too, mm-hmm. he is uh, really small. He's got small little hands that actually bend, so there's some articulation there. He's got cloth goods, Dan. He's got cloth goods. Um, yeah, even the Anakin. Oh, his is little skirt, and then this is like a soft plastic nice. kind of thing. So he's pretty cool. Um, and uh, I also got a Darth Vader from uh, the Phantom Menace. Not from any other movie. <laughs> Darth Vader from The Phantom Menace? Did they say Darth Vader? He did. No, Darth Maul <laughs> from The Phantom Menace. <laughs> so you call little Jake Lloyd, actually. Yeah, Jake Lloyd, little Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. Look at him right there. Look at little Darth Vader. He's so cute. I got a Darth Maul, and he's pretty cool. Uh, uh, he's probably the cheapest Darth Maul that I could get. It's a re-release from, like, 2011 or something like that. So he looks pretty cool. Do they, does Mafex make one of him, or do they... Uh, Figure Arts has one of him, and it's yeah. like a bajillion dollars. Oh, yeah. That's the super expensive out, one. It came out, like, several years ago, and nobody's really... Nobody has it? Well, people have it, but... Nobody's giving it up without yeah. gouging you for it? Yeah. And uh, even the original Black Series, one of this was, like, well over uh, almost $100. Until, until they announced that they're... Oh, and then they, the, 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 yep. the basement dropped out? Because fuck those scalpers. Yep. Um, what else you got? It. What else you got incoming, man? I have a bunch of stuff incoming. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk uh, about. Supposedly, Luke Skywalker is arriving today. Ah, Luke. Hey, kids! Luke Skywalker is going to be here. Huh. He's going to teach you about drugs. Oh, and dare to stay off. Okay. Seems like something in the eighties. Oh yeah. Happen. Yeah. Hey, kids! It's Luke Skywalker. He's got a message for you. Don't do dope. <laughs> do drugs. Jedi's don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. Unless you're a princess, then do all the cocaine you want. Love you, Carrie Fisher. Drugs get in the way of using the Force. <laughs> if you want to be a good Jedi, you gotta say no to drugs. Yep. Yes to... You'll fall to the, the dark side if you... Yes to the police state. Wait, what? 
Are you going prequels, Jedi now? The police state? No, I was just doing just like what, what 80s, uh-huh. what 80s of public service. Cops aren't bad, they're your friends. Yeah, say yes to military intervention. Hi, um, Officer Friendly. How are you doing today? I'm doing good because I'm keeping all of the drug users in jail. I'm doing good because you're not a person of color, and then I'd have to choke you out. <laughs> I'm McGruff the Crime Dog, and I'm here to tell you minorities are causing problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'll That'd take be really a weird bite. in Hawaii. <laughs> I'd be like, what do you do? Like, there's like one white kid. We make fun of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to take a bite out of a minority's ass. Damn. No, <laughs> no, McGruff, that's bad. I remember when I could see the tape recorder in McGruff's fucking jacket. Destroyed your image of him forever. All the fucking, like, yeah. yep. We've second all, grade, second grade, second grade Dan went, fuck We all have life. our story of our fictional fictional hero types that we've, we learned were not really them. Mexican, Mine was Mickey Mexican Man. Ronald McDonald for oh, me. Oh, Ronald McDonald. Yep. Hello, kids, welcome. <laughs> I'm just like... What? You're not Ronald McDonald. <laughs> you don't. You, I mean, you got the makeup, but you're not Ronald. He might have better food. Probably. <laughs> yeah, almost guaranteed. <laughs> but I don't go to McDonald's because I want hey, quote man. unquote good food. Hey, welcome to Ronald McDonald's Funhouse. Here have some carnitas. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, grown up John would be like, oh yeah. Second grade John was like, no, I want a cheeseburger. No pickles, no onions, ketchup only. How about a churro, kid? Yeah. Sometimes you want you want McDonald's. Oh yeah. No, no, McDonald's, nowadays. McDonald's. Nowadays I am I am I have the multitudes. I can go all the way down to the bargain basement all the way um, to the top. Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff coming. Uh next week uh, a lot of stuff should like Excellent something stuff. like ten figures should hit. Ten? Well, I have Hulk versus Wolverine. That's two. Uh-huh. Colossus versus Juggernaut. That's oh, those are both four. coming this week. Uh, they all oh. got charged to my account on August first oh, with the pre-order thing. Oh man! Then I have uh, 80th anniversary Iron Man, 80th anniversary Thor. So that's what that's what like six, and then uh, Silver Samurai, Cyclops, Storm, Dazzler, Iceman. That's eleven. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking at your shelf, Dan. Yeah, it's not. It's a problem. Fit. That's not going to fit. It's a problem. It's time to go to IKEA. It's a problem. <laughs> you even boxed up some t- this week, Dan. You did the the fir- you took the first step into a larger world of toy collecting. Yeah, I don't need cloak and dagger on my fucking shelf taking up space. Mocking <laughs> Scar- you? Yeah, or like Scarlet Spider. Mm-hmm. Did you play any video games during these past few weeks? Anything interesting or new? Yeah, I played. A ton you played a bunch. Of I've really only played one game, and you, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, at some point. Um, the one game. So, uh, I've kind of stalled on uh, Bloodstain. I got to, like, a couple of levels past the end, because I got to that end, and then it was just like, you got the shitty ending. And I was like, fuck. Did you make um, it to an area with a bunch of ice? Uh, I think so. I don't remember anymore. I haven't played it for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't been very impressed about the last several uh, areas. It just seems like kind of latched on. Like, it's like, here's an area, here's the boss, have have some fun. Once I got through, like, all the water stuff, it's like the stuff after the water stuff is like, so far it's been very kind of yeah. meh for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we talked about it, I think we mentioned it earlier this week, that patch that they just released for that. Like, I, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there real quick, but the, like... 
the fact that they're patching that game and and basically doing balance adjustments to certain items, like some of the skills, they're lowering like damage values on certain things. For a single player For game. a single player game. I don't get the why you spend resources on that. Like just boost up the other stuff. Yeah, make everything better. <laughs> but also like why? Yeah. It's like it's like if they released a patch for Mario Odyssey and they're like, Hey, his uh his uh you know, this certain hat is just too good and it's just like who the fuck cares? Who cares? There's not a leaderboard. It's like, dude, yeah. let me just play the game. I'm not even yeah, I'm not playing multiplayer. No. Who's complaining? I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't think anybody. I want them. I want them to 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 change my one player game. It's unfair. Uh, I beat a game called Think of the Children. Oh, we, won't somebody think of the children? Yeah, uh, that we played. Uh, I think me and John played at a PAX a few years ago, uh, made by Aussie Devs. And basically, you are parents, and you're trying to keep your children out of trouble. That's right, yeah. It's uh, just kind of overhead view-ish and, like, all blocky Minecraft kind of uh, And, like, graphics. your children are constantly getting into situations yeah, that so will like, kill them. Yeah, so, you know, you're, like, it's a day at the beach. And then so, like, you have to do certain things, like turn over the hamburger so they don't get burned, yep. uh, put suntan lotion on Grandpa, uh-huh. uh, put, out the, put out the towels. But while you're doing this, your multiple children, I think five or six, are... Like trying to jump in the water, trying, trying, trying to jump in the water, and then there's there's a shark there, or like playing with the seagulls, and the seagulls pick their skin off, or trying to run into the run into the uh, the street and get run over by cars, and so you're kind of like trying to do balance everything. I played that with Bryce on Parsec. Oh yes, Dan, what is Parsec? Oh, Parsec is a. Uh, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like Hamachi, but like not like kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're it's, a bit, it's like screen sharing software, so you can play local co-op games that don't have online play together over the internet. Yeah, so I actually um, also played through almost the entirety of that. Uh, what's that Contra game that came out recently? Uh, Blazing Chrome. Yeah, so I, I, we almost beat Blazing Chrome completely, except at the very last level, it just got. I hit the skill ceiling because uh, there is a lag uh-huh. with Parsec, of course, because yeah, yeah. it's just, it's that. So, it's actually not too <clears throat> bad. So, a lot of other games, like, it's not that big of a deal, but a game like that with very, very split-second stuff, because mm-hmm. there's kind of like a Battletoad segment where you're, like... Dodging things? Yeah. Uh, I just gave up at... Yeah. at I, I was just like, Bryce, you just go ahead, and my guy will just die. Don't even, don't even look at me. I'm not going to try to steal one of your lives. Um, cause we were basically like, yeah, if you just die, just take lives. And I'm like, that's a waste. Yeah. I'm going to take a life once you get past this section. Yeah. Cause that is a waste. But the Parsec stuff is really fun. Cause we've been playing a bunch of games like that. Uh, there is a game. Uh, I don't have my list here. It's, it's on the Xbox game pass mm-hmm. where it's like all blocky also, but it's like an action RPG. It's Riverbound. No. Oh yeah. Maybe Riverbound. Uh, played, played a bunch <coughs> of that. That's fun. That's mm-hmm. a lot easier on Parsec. Uh, uh, and then um, I also played uh, this. I bought it. River Bond. River Bond. I bought this game because um, I was playing uh, split screen with with, with on Parsec. Uh, Space Beast Terror Fright. It's actually kind of a cool game. It's a uh, it's like a roguelike ish, I guess, in the in the parlance of the, of today's uh-huh. uh, 
discourse. Um, but uh, you, it's it's kind of it's a first person shooter, and you're kind of doing like a like a Doom kind of. Actually, it's more like Aliens. Mm. But uh, you have essentially one life, unless there's like respawns on the the game that you started. But uh, it's randomized every time, and then you're kind of like in a spaceship, and then you're trying to do certain objectives. Uh, but you can die extremely fast. But when you do certain object, when you do objectives, uh, you gain bonuses to stuff. So you got there's like a really cool HUD because it's kind of like the inside of like your Space Marine helmet, I guess, kind of like aliens and stuff. And you have like a motion sensor and those kind of things, and you get like enhancements to them. So like maybe you have a little bit of an auto aim assist, or maybe you have night vision now because you gain some bonuses, and the bonuses are a little uh, randomized. But when you get damaged, maybe your HUD kind of goes away, and you can't actually uh, have the cursor to aim. You just kind of shoot. But yeah, you can die really fast, and it's really scary. Um, so I eventually actually just bought it because it was just hard to run on Parsec. Because, uh, again, split-second timing. But uh, but yeah, so that's pretty fun. That's a pretty cool game. I was, uh, I was, uh, cool. I was very the, very the thing impressed. about the UI stuff reminds me of, I know it's an older mobile game, but that Space Team game, where stuff, like, the worse things would get, the harder it would be to actually do the stuff. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I mean, like, it's funny, because when we were playing, uh, uh, Space Hulk Deathwing. Oh yeah, we did, I did play a little bit of that, yeah. When we, when we played that, like, um, I was always just like, man, they should just make an Aliens game, where you're the alien Colonial Marines. <laughs> colonial Marines. Could it have like Spoiler horrible Dan. AI? Spoiler, Dan, they made that game. It was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. But like a four person game like that. Well, you know, because of the motion sensor and stuff like that. So it's like when I was playing that, I was like, oh, this is that game. Nice. This is a really good game. Um, and then uh, I guess I've been playing. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, I played three hours of Monster Hunter World yesterday uh, out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, me and David were going to check out the new Division 2 stuff, but uh, Rick and Bryce were playing Monster Hunter because Rick, after <coughs> being Hunter level like 200 plus on in the PS4. PlayStation, <laughs> um, found out that we're all, we all played it on the PC and like the expansion is coming out in January for the PC. And he's like, fine, I'll switch over. So he's been kind of grinding a little bit. That's cool. So, how, I, so I, how many people can be in a party in that game? Four. It's only four. Okay, I believe so. Oh, that's a bummer. But there's like raid stuff. Oh, okay, like there's some bosses that you have. I forget eight or twelve or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was actually really interesting to jump back into that because I had no fucking idea oh. how <laughs> anything worked. I was in the middle of town. I was like, what do I do? What what? Uh. What do I talk to? Yeah, what, what's the goal again? What do I do? So there was a lot of like, oh yeah, remember, get your fucking plants. Uh-huh. You can plant plants, David. Yep. Uh huh. You gotta plant your plants. You gotta you gotta make your 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 potions. You gotta you gotta get you gotta go fishing. Well, good thing I spent all the time making a million loadouts because like I can pick a lot of different loadouts and not have to worry about like how that stuff fits together because mm-hmm. I don't because re- I'm not in it and I don't remember. What weapon did you did you refresh? I've been using with? a bunch of because I have the different loadouts. Yeah. So it was like great sword. Okay, so you're messing, axe, you're switching around the usual. The usual stuff. Um, what's uh, what's Rick and Bryce's weapons of choice? Uh, right now, Rick is mostly longsword. Okay. Um, I think he was a heavy bow user before. Um, and Bryce is. Oh no, he was using the insect glaive. Gotcha. 
Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, it was really fun to get back into that, because I forgot, that's a really good game. It's a really good game. That's a really fucking good game. Um, and then I've been playing a lot uh-huh. of a lot of Project Zomboid, so in the last two weeks I have 15 hours played of Project Zomboid. Uh, I don't remember why I started thinking about it again, but it just it's just time. It's the, Yeah, it's the It's, it's the, the time itch. of the year. Yeah. It's the time of the year where, like, I go, oh, yeah, I like Project Zomboid. Uh-huh. Because uh, they implemented uh, weather. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like new weather effects and stuff, and I guess it's going to snow when it eventually becomes night, uh, winter. Uh, winter. Oh, is uh, it actually following like the actual calendar? As... Well, uh, yeah, because you always start on <coughs> you always start on July 4. Oh, okay. Um, that's, that's, that's the game. Independence the Day. Game's always, the, the game has always started on July 4. Okay, yeah. Like, cool. For the part. So, damn. Um, and then there's supposed to be weather patterns and stuff. Like, they actually, like, um, will, it will, like, kind of change. So, like, the temperature will reflect, like, upcoming weather patterns. Like, it will get hot and humid or something. When it's supposed to be, when we're seeing that in our weather forecasts? Yeah. So, oh, no, no. I'm just or saying, just like. In general. No. When, when, like, weather patterns emerge, like, there are certain things. Like, mm-hmm. when, you know, sometimes it will get like really hot and humid before like suddenly a torrential downpour or something or vice versa that kind of stuff like it will be cold the next few days before it becomes like a kind of like a storm or something Mm. like that it'll get hot and dry and people want something cold cold and and wet um but yeah uh and then i was watching a lot of youtube videos of people playing it and stuff like that and i was like yeah i just want to play this again so yeah, I've I've been I've been playing it and I've been kind of doing it as earnest as possible. Like, because usually I just kind of like fuck around mm. and then and then I'm like ah I'm just gonna try to be as risky as possible. But this time I'm like I'm going to survive as long as I can. So I think this is I still haven't survived more than the the longest I've ever survived, which was like something like thirty something days. But this is like I'm up to like twenty something. And I'm building my building my my base, mm-hmm. which I'd never actually ever do. So I'm actually building a thing. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. My guy, my guy became overweight because uh, I was just munching on everything. Because <laughs> I mean, I played. Sa- I'm I'm in the sandbox mode, so I changed some values, mm-hmm. and then so instead of having stuff rare, I think I made everything normal mm-hmm. spawn stuff. So actually, there's quite. You're a getting bit plenty of, of food. Well, I just didn't want to because there's certain items in that game that you really need if you're going to do certain things. Like you need an axe, you need sledgehammer, you need you need like uh, uh, certain kinds of uh, things for cars, like a wrench and stuff like that. And those are rare spawns usually. So I don't want to be looking for half the game for a thing and then like not being able to do the thing I want to do. So kind of did that a little yeah. bit. Um, got my first crop of things actually ever harvested ever in that game because usually I get give up because like. The cabbages take as long as well, however. Well, I don't know actually. The actual time it takes to it's grow. It's just a, a long time. Yeah. I don't actually know if that's how long it takes to grow a cabbage, but it just takes a long. time. It took more than five minutes. It took more than five <laughs> minutes. It took. It took something like uh, fifteen days. Farmering is hard. Yeah, farmer. And then randomly, the thirty percent of your cabbages will just get destroyed because some person in your settlement goes, "Oh, oh man, I just knocked over all this medicine for some reason. Why?" I don't know, because the game needs... Oh, I thought you were talking about Ravine, not uh, State of Decay. No, I was going to State of Decay. (laughs) Oh, Ravine, yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit. So if this game's realistic, no, what happens is most of your cabbages end up going bad, because cabbage mods. I've grown cabbages. (laughs) Cabbage mods. They'll eat them. Well, there there is disease in that game, so I check my stuff uh, every, every day, and I also have insecticide just in case. 
course stuff. I mean, it's obviously simplified. And uh, and then you also spaced them out so that the disease doesn't spread to the other crops. Oh, nice. Yeah. So as long as they're two tiles apart, they don't they don't spread they over. Don't spread to the, the disease. That's cool. Yeah. They uh, don't get down with the sickness. They don't get down with the sickness. Uh, yeah. I had some close calls one time. I was out uh, foraging or uh, scavenging way too late, and then I went home and dodged a bunch of zombies, and I thought it was safe. And then I got into my, I I got to my house and I was like, fuck! I left the door open. Oh no! And I was like, okay. Anybody in here? Alright, well, I'm gonna prepare myself a sandwich to go to sleep. And then I just hear. And I was like, what? And I look in my living room, and there's just a dude in the the corner. I was like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And I start fighting him, and then all the zombies. I guess there was a bunch of zombies outside that I didn't see because it was dark. They all fucking freaked out. So I spent like the like up until like three o'clock in the morning. Oh god! S- stomping out zombies so that they wouldn't like break break through my my door oh. in the middle of the night. My guy was so tired and like it was so dark because they made that game actually really for yeah. real dark this time. So I had to like get a flashlight and like it's like where the fuck is the flashlight? Because I never I never used a flashlight. Just like, Jesus, okay, I'm gonna put this flashlight here so it's always here instead of to rummage through. I was like going through my house while the where zombies are hitting. Where is it? I first went outside, I'm like, I'm fucking get you, zombies. And I was like, I don't know where you are. <laughs> I gotta go back inside. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, then the, the game that I've been playing the most yep. is really Marvel, Marvel Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance, Alliance 3. 3. Which is, uh, I think, is fantastic. It's pretty there's, good. There's obvious problems. Yes. But my 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 like of that game genre and Marvel stuff um, outweighs all of the shortcomings, which are numerous. Uh huh. Like, let's start with the ISO system. Oh yeah. Look. Okay. Well, no, no. We'll start with the UI. Yeah. The menu is atrocious. There is so many fucking different ways to do... The same things. Well, not the same things. It's more like you have to go through several menus to to do something that could be on one menu. Yes. Right? So... If you're playing single player and you want to go to the Infinity Trials, mm-hmm. right, and you click on Infinity Trials, oh, wait, 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 do you even know what team you got equipped yet? So you got to go back to the main menu, look at your, um, go into the hero select, select those guys, and then go back into the trials menu. Not the team option, mind you. You need to go to hero select. Yeah, hero select, because if you go to team, that's where you um, level up your, your team that is currently equipped. Mm-hmm. Not anybody else. Nope, only those four characters. So you have to go into the hero select menu, select the heroes that you want to level up, and then get out of that, go into the team menu, and then you can level them up, and then change their ISO equipment and stuff, or outfits. Mm-hmm. And then if you're just like, oh shit, I just got that new outfit for Doctor Strange... Oh, I want to go check it out. Oh, he's not in my team currently, so I got to go to Hero, Hero Select. Side. Select Doctor Strange. Then go to the team menu. Yeah. All that should be on one menu. Uh-huh. Called Team. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That sounds too complex. Yeah. Well, the good thing is is that at least when you're, like, in a room with somebody or, like, in the game, like, it's... You hit one button to access team yeah, and if you're in the select. Game, if you're in the game, it's fine. Yeah. But it's still... But the fact that from that main menu, it is, like, th- two different <coughs> menu options is baffling. Like, yeah, there's a lot of, like... It's mostly, like, the really the edges of the polish that is just really, really junk. And then the ISO system is just kind of crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, it's fine, but it's just... It's impossible. It's hard to manage. It is... There are things they should have done when they ta- when they made that... 
to make it easy to use. Because if you're doing like what what you do after you beat the game, and you're just grinding on trials to like get levels and get equipment and things like that, you'll get like 50 of the same ISO. But say you want to upgrade that ISO as high as it can go, well, you've got. You, I hope you have like five to seven minutes to do that because you have to upgrade one of those ISOs. You have to select ISOs that you want to sacrifice to upgrade that ISO for each time you level it to a different quality of ISO. Instead, it should just be one button that says, upgrade this as much as I can, I don't care what the cost is. Or just lessen the amount of steps, right? Because, yeah. like, why do why would you... Because you upgrade it one through five, and then you can do the next step to the next level of that ISO. Yeah. Why is it even a one to five? Yeah, why isn't it just, like, max it out? Like, up, just upgrade. Yeah, to the next level. Yeah. Like, why is there a one to five? Am I ever going to make a plus three? Because there's no limit to no. Well, how many pluses you have. So why why five and then I can get to the mm-hmm. next level of that gem? Like, I'm not going to have a plus two. Because the, th- the changes are so minute anyway. So even if I ran out of materials and, and money, which you can run out of materials, but you can't run out of money. Oh, God, no. I am at like 14 million yeah. like, coins right now. And I can't even spend it. Like, it's just there. So... It's just it's just crazy. But the game is really fun. Yes. The story is stupid. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. It's just Thanos stole the Infinity Stones again. Gems. Yeah. I heard like the the one complaint I've heard that's universal on the game is What's the it life, feels life like they took like, they took everything from like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, from the T V shows, everything that's current and just put it there and like I heard like the inhumans part is like they just kind of threw in like, yeah, it's like this garbage. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's very MCU, but not at the same. No, yeah. actually, it's very MCU if you think about it, mm-hmm. including the Netflix shows, which is crazy because that Avengers game looks so stupid yes, and bad. And then the voices are actually pretty okay for yeah. the most part. There's a really good Samuel L. Jackson impersonator. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like Iron Man sounds pretty good. Yeah, the, the Miles Morales voice is really good because yeah. he's in there. Um, the other thing that's really dumb about the story, I don't remember the other ones being like this, but <clears throat> it's been so long, it's been 10 years. But, like, when you talk to, like, an NPC in the game, it's like as if you, the player, are talking to them. Yeah. Not their character that you are currently controlling. <clears throat> so if you go up to Wolverine... And you're playing. And you talk to Cyclops, he goes, hey, blah, 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 don't tell Wolverine about this. And, and you're, you're like, I'm Wolverine. Or even better... And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. If he's Wolverine... <laughs> then who am I? Who the fuck am I? Then you go talk to Wolverine, and he's As like, hey, Wolverine. nice to meet you, I'm Wolverine, bub. And then you're just like, oh my god. So it's like that Spider-Man cartoon where they're both pointing at each other. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's video video game-ass video game. If you just If you can tell your mind to ignore... That's that part, and then just play video games like you used to play, like in the in the in the eighties, where they're all like fucking janky like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. It, it's it, the story doesn't matter. No, and there's also it's it's the combat that really makes that game shine. It's like it's really fun and fast paced, and when your characters are actually like syncing up and doing their synergy attacks, it looks really cool. Like it's it there's looks... a lot of really cool effects. Like mm-hmm. I mean, like I play mostly. Uh, Miss Marvel and she does like a spinning kick thing and so um, if if uh, is, if uh, uh, Deadpool is shooting 
using his, I mean, using his synergy with his guns, he shoots at my boots and I kick the bullets around. At least that's what it looks like it's doing. Because suddenly stuff is like, all the bullets are going all over the place and flashing. And all, everybody's getting hit by them. Or like, conversely, if somebody had like a flame attack and then they throw it at me while I'm spinning, like my boot becomes like this flaming boot, like ring. And it looks really cool. It looks really cool. And there's a lot of other... Other things like that. I mean, some of it is... I mean, you can kind of see where, like, things are like-like. Like, there's a lot of similar, mm-hmm. like, abilities and, and stuff like that. And then they probably... There's, like, a category yeah. for that kind of stuff. But it's... it's. I mean, it's just it's just really fun. It's really fun. And it's challenging, too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's actually, like... Sometimes you got to hunker down and really concentrate. It's not just mindless. You really have to, like, get those those team up attacks off you and you really have to worry about with the bosses especially is like getting their stagger meter down and then like, dodging and then dodging yeah because yeah, there's sometimes when me and john are playing it's like okay we gotta just dodge it because like, there's the nothing we can yeah. do like we're just we're dying because we're just kind of mashing yeah it's like okay we gotta actually like, well play. hell there's a guard button in that game but fuck if i use it i roll around yeah, I roll it. But no, there's an actual, like, you can sit there and, like, yeah, yeah. guard. It's only if you don't, if you press if the same button, yeah. but if you don't, don't move. move. Spoilers, there's a brake button on Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't use that either. Well, like, I heard, like, if you're Captain America, that guard button's actually a lot better or something. Shield is, yeah, something boxes, like that. Yeah. So, it's kind of funny. And it's also kind of funny, like, the Avengers, like, the main MCU Avengers are actually the most boring of those of, of that game. Like, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, nice. and even Captain America. I've only been killing Captain America because I just want to play Captain America a, a few times. His but. shield throw's cool, but that's... Yeah. yeah! I think if I get it all the way upgraded where it's like, uh, it supposedly does a lot of stagger damage and stuff like that, it'd be cool. He's a really... so Like, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. You forget how much of Captain America is... Um, logically a support character. Yep. Even in the comics, he's really a support character. Yeah. He's not a guy who just goes in there and just, like, kicks everybody's ass. I've mostly been playing as Captain Marvel because she's pretty badass. And she's got a bunch of crazy energy attacks that I like. I guess the only other thing to say about the game is that the outfits suck right now. Oh, boy. All the alternative outfits that you grind <laughs> to get, like, it's like, you gotta do these trials. You get the outfit. And you're like, cool, I got it. Oh, I got the I got the, I got the Spider-Man one. What does he look like? Oh, he's just silver and black. It's what? not even the symbiote costume. Why? It's like, what? Why? No. There's so many Spider-Man outfits. Just copy one from the Sony game. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, here's here's uh, Luke Cage's alternate outfit. It looks like it's got one other color on it. No, the funny one is a Hawkeye one, where it looks exactly the same. Yeah, you really can't tell the difference. It's like the purples are a little lighter. Mm -hmm. Some of them are just really bad palette swaps that just, you're just like, why? Like, this is so I mean, there's some that are are good, but they're still, like, super simple. Like, Black Widow, her outfit becomes white. So it actually looks kind of cool. But but all it is is just a a change. Hulk is is actually the best. Hulk is good because it's Gray Hulk. And you're like, all right. But nothing else changes. No. So it's just, it's just, they changed on his green for gray. Yeah, and you're just like, okay, I like it. I guess it's better than nothing. Like the the Captain America one, where it's just like his darker suit from like you know. But it's it's just darker. It's just darker blue, blue. It's like his Winter Soldier outfit from the the movie, like because that one was much less. Yeah, but he had red in that outfit still. I, I think so. I think they're still red. You're probably you're probably right. Either way, sucks. Not great. Yeah, because you're just like cool. I'm gonna get alternate. Yeah, and I looked at like the 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 uh, Iron Fist alternate costume. I'm like, this looks dumb. It's just not good. It's just a it's a palette swap. Too many palette swaps. 
You know, the only one I want to get is the Daredevil one. So he, he looks the, like is my, it the yellow one or is it no. the red? Oh, it's the black and red. Yeah, he looks like my toy that's not in a box. Yeah. Anyway, Marvel Ultimate cool. Alliance is a lot of fun. That's all I have to say about that game. That's all I have to say about that. Is that all you've been playing, Dave? Pretty sure. Yeah. Kevin, did you play any other video <clears> games <throat> while you were gone? I am officially at the end game of CrossCode. Sure. Like, we are. We got the guild together. Uh-huh. I let them in on all the secrets of who I really am and what's really going on. We decide we're all going to storm the final place. My phone just made noise. But it is finally the end game. I have been playing this game almost every Thursday for an hour to two hours since, like, the beginning of the year. <laughs> since the beginning of time. <laughs> since time immemorial. It's a good game, but... There's a point where it's like, dude, the game really just needs to stop. Because I have played... Imagine a Zelda-style game. You know, kind of an action-adventure, isometric to top-down type of view that has a lot of puzzles and stuff like that. Imagine playing a Zelda-like game that isn't like Breath of the Wild, where it's really just wide open and, you know, open world to the extreme, but like Link to the Past type of thing. Now imagine if that game went on and you started to try and rush through and you had like 50 hours in it. You'd reach that point where it's like, kind of done all of this. That's where I'm at. That's where I've been for like a month now. So hopefully I'll finish it real soon. Sure. Judging from looking online at other YouTube videos, because there was a couple puzzles that were... they. The one problem with the game is there's a lot of puzzle solving and aiming your shots. If you're playing with um, keyboard and mouse, I don't know how you could do that because there are a few too many buttons you need to hit too quickly and you really do need the analog control for your movement. But if you're using like a 360 or Xbox One controller, aiming without a mouse can be kind of problematic for your shots, and a lot of puzzles are solved by shooting very precise. And if you're off by, like, one degree, you're going to miss. So some of the puzzles, because they they sh- should do the introductory puzzle of a type, and then slowly ramp it up before they give you, like, the big puzzle, instead they give you an introductory one, and then they just ramp it to full difficulty without, like, really warming you up to a new way of handling puzzles. So I've looked up videos of how to solve some, because they were just too esoteric. And so looking at those, I could tell I should have about an hour and a half left of the game. So I should actually finish, if not this week, next week. Okay. I speak as if Saturday is the start of a new week, not the end of an old week. I should finish next week, if not the following week. Depends on where you're from. Yep. Sometimes Monday's the start of the week. Sometimes Sunday's the start of week. Yeah, I'm saying Saturday, though. It's always Sometimes the previous week. Every day is the start of the week. What that's some deep, deep philosophy. No, that's bullshit. So, uh, also, before was talking about Treasure Adventure World, the last time we were yes. all here, game where you run around solving puzzles and doing some real cool stuff, and it's a real fun, like, really just fun game. And then at the very end, so you face bosses sometimes, and the bosses are going to involve a puzzle mechanic. 
It's very Zelda in the sense that it's typically three hits to kill a boss. You determine how to do it. After like two hits, the third time becomes a little harder. The boss does something a little different. Then you get to the final boss of the game. And he requires like very confusing. I had to look up how to even hurt him in his first phase. I would hit him with my my uh, hook hand. Remember, it's the game I said yeah. where you have a hook hand. Oh. I'd hit him with that. Wouldn't hurt him, no matter what. No sign of him taking damage. So he unleashes these little robots. One of them will try and ram at you. It's a robot bomb that hovers and will try and ram at you. If you dodge it, it'll then try and ram at you again. And you're supposed to jump up so that you are between the boss and the bomb. And then the bomb will hit the boss. Mm -hmm. The bomb goes quick enough that it will hit you most times. Because you do not fall from your jump quick enough. Bomb. Bomb. After that, you after you hit the boss twice... Then he starts doing this other thing that's slightly different. It's like, all right, this is it, the final hit on him. You finally hit him, and continues doing what he's doing. So then you hit him again, and then he does something slightly different again. So it's, I guess he has three different phases with two different attacks required per phase. All right, he's a final boss, that makes sense. So you do that. And then all of a sudden you're on a bullet hell shooter, a side view shooter. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? You hit the boss repeatedly, and eventually he starts to take damage. You finally beat this bullet hell. You do not get your health refilled between Mm -hmm. all of these different boss forms. And you get to the final boss. You're on your boat now. And from your boat, he has a bunch of these little red crystals on him. And it's pretty much just the torso of the boss, torso and head. Mm -hmm. And he's pretty much standing behind the horizon kind of thing. And two big hands. And so you shoot out these crystals with your boat's cannon. Some are too high to hit. And you realize, okay, you got to jump on his hands. And his hands will carry you up, kind of like a Mega Man type of thing. I had the boss down to one little crystal left to hit. And you have to keep right... There's about probably 25 crystals. And most of them you have to ride the hands up to get to. So it is long fucking boss. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was at one hit point left when I finished the bullet hell shooter. The boss happens to hit me, just a lucky stray shot. Where do you think it puts you? All the way back at the beginning. All the way back at the beginning. Fuck you, that's why. They introduce, like, a Twitch shooter mechanic type of thing going on. A boss that lasts forever. No chance to heal. There's no, like, even, hey, the robots that the first form summons, if you beat those, they might drop a heart or something. No. There is no healing. It took, like, 35 minutes to get through to that point. And I just said, fuck this. I decided, I'll load up a YouTube video. Let's see it in the end. Mm -hmm. The guy I found, he's fighting the boss. And it's like, man, there's about an hour and 30 minutes left of this. And he just started the final boss. There might be a lot of end game shit on this. Oh, no. He goes through. He gets that same point, dies, and he just goes, okay, well, I'm... Wait, what? I'm back at the beginning? Okay, we're doing this. And he continues through. And then he dies again. He's like... Okay, okay, we're going to do this. And it's like, yeah, this is bullshit. It's like watching that donkey video where he played he played that Mario Maker Two level with all the fire. Oh, sticks. World One One remade. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so when this guy finally beat it, 
the ending is so like anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. it's almost like an NES era game yeah. ending. The end? Question. Congratulations. Mark. Thanks for playing. It's like you could revisit everywhere you have been to talk to everyone again. Ooh. Most of them don't say anything yeah. different, or they might just go, "You did it! You did it!" And I did it all right. So that game. Really fucking great. Yeah, up and until the end. When you get to the final boss, go ahead and turn off the game. Sure. You you beat it by getting the 12 sacred treasures that you use to resurrect you the final boss. the puzzle. Because the game itself is really cool because it's wide open and it doesn't, like, it doesn't handhold with you yeah. hardly any. It really lets you explore this world of, like, a dozen islands. It is a really cool game, and there are no real good walkthroughs out there. Just one guy did a YouTube walkthrough. Yeah. Which, if you're trying to find things, this game is so non-linear, a YouTube walkthrough is not going to help yeah. you. So, the cool thing is, there are no guides. The game is beatable, and if you start feeling desperate and you end up like, I'm just going to look up something, you can't. Mm-hmm. So, if you're really determined, you'll get back into it. And typically, at the most, you are lost for 10 minutes before you stumble con- stumble upon something completely unrelated to what you're looking for and starts you down another path. That's cool. It's a really cool game, except that final boss. Yeah. I also played, uh, it's either Etherborn or Etherborn. It's kind of like, um, so it's a game that reminds me a lot of, um, I cannot think of what it's called, Monument Valley. So it's a game, sort of M.C. Escher style, where you'll be walking on a flat surface. If you hit a curb, all of a sudden you're walking on the wall. Like, 2D and 3D kind of blends together in weird ways. Mm-hmm. And it's a real cool game. It's on Steam. It's a lot of puzzle solving of, alright, you need to get somewhere. I need to get, let's say, to a platform over over in the distance. The problem is... I can't jump over to it, so I need to find a way to get it where gravity points in that direction by walking across a slanted surface and then jumping off of essentially the wall towards this platform in the distance. Like, it's a real cool, like, really makes you think about perspective and stuff like that. Only problem is it's a little on the short side. There's only, like, four real levels to it, although each level takes a good, like, 30 to 45 minutes. But... Ultimately, it feels a little short, but it's pretty cool if you like Monument Valley or anything that is perspective and gravity, uh-huh. you know, trickery. Seriously, I just snoozed your phone. My phone keeps going off. Snooze. My Snooze. ring, my ring doorbell, mm. because yeah. I think Bree is mowing the front lawn and she keeps coming across its motion. I snoozed it. I snoozed it. I snoozed it. I snoozed it. I also played a game called A Short Hike. That just came out this week. It is kind of like, what if you had an Animal Crossing type of look, and you were just on an island with a goal of just getting on top of a mountain? And it's a pretty cool thing. You interact with people. Um, you're kind of a bird animal person. I think you're a, you look kind of like a crow, maybe, as a anthropomorphic thing. And you have a double jump. With time, you end up finding, like, these golden feathers that each feather lets you do an additional boost in the air, kind of extra jumps, and also will give you stamina for climbing walls and stuff like that. And you just interact with people, do fun activities on pretty much a campground on an island. 
and you'll get more feathers and eventually you'll be able to have the stamina to get to the top of a mountain where you have a little bit of story unfold. It's a real cute short type of game. And then I got a Valve Index this last yeah, week. I bought a new head, VR headset, Dan. Oh, I signed up. I was like, Valve Index, right? So looking at the Valve Index, you'll see right now uh, Battleborn is trending very well. However, what? Dota 2 has fallen about 3.2%. I hate that name for it. The yeah. Valve Index is... So the Valve Index, I signed up for a reservation like a month and a half ago. And it finally came through. It's a reservation where it's like, if you want it, you have a week to buy it. If you don't want it, just, just don't it don't buy it. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Uh-huh. If it comes back to you, it was meant to be. Sure. I decided to buy it. Uh-huh. And so I bought the Valve Index. It showed up. First off, Valve requires signatures for their shipments. That's expensive. I mean, it's an Which, expensive piece of tech. It's so. $1,000. He didn't buy just the headset, he didn't buy the whole setup. So I didn't buy the whole setup because I already had the HTC Vive controllers and lighthouses. Mm -hmm. So I finally got indirect signature, I got it taken care of, cleaned up a bunch of room in my studio, got what turned out to be a 2.3 by 2.5 meter play space, which is above what they require for most... Room scale? Yep, it's typically 1.5 by 2, I believe. So got that set up. Ready to go. Got my controllers, charged them up overnight because I, I hadn't used them since okay. before I moved. And before I moved, and I hadn't used, used it yet. for like two years anyways. All right. Time charged it up. VR. Get those lighthouses placed. Yep. Ended up one of the lighthouses was going to go on the shelf where I had my um, uh, nano block uh, One Piece characters. Sure. Frankie and Brooke did not survive getting moved. But you know what? It's all good. You can, re- you can rebuild them. I hope so. Those two are motherfuckers. So, got set up, put on the headset, and then I was like, oh, wait, I need to set up my play space. I set it up, and it's like, something felt a little weird about it. It's a little more difficult than it felt like it should have been, moving the controllers to point where your corners are or to paint the area. Yeah. A little harder than it should have been, but whatever. Got set up, put on the headset, it is light, it's comfy, the over-the-ear speakers, they're not headphones, they're speakers that sit about like a half inch to an inch away from your ears, really good sound on them, and they're real comfortable because nothing's on your ear. I mean, like, that's one of the more, more impressive things about that Oculus uh, Quest, is that the speakers on that, there's nothing on your ears. Yeah, they like, float. They're, no, there's no, or, there's nothing that even goes near your oh. ears. The speakers that they're using in that thing are somehow like good on enough. the head strap. They're, they're type somewhere there. There, I don't. However, they're doing their sound. It is good enough that you can play that with that headset on and still feel like you're hearing everything you need to hear on that thing. Yeah, and that's what's nice about these floating low speakers mm-hmm. is you could hear the room around yep. you. And took a little time to get the light gap at the bridge of my nose because you know you need a good light seal, otherwise get, it looks yeah, it can mess with you. weird. The headset fits comfy. Like overall, it feels really good for having such a big cable coming off of it. The cable is better than the the Vive. Sure, yeah, because the Vive cable was that was horrible. And yes. then with having headphones on it too, having a headphone cable. Yeah. So got all that taken care of put it on and I'm looking around my Steam VR and I turn away from one of the lighthouses and I go blind. Well my lighthouse is broke. Broke. When it moved, it broke. Bummer. So 
right now you can only get the the index and the finger controls, which I'm, I kind of want those, but they're 280 bucks for a set. You can only get those if you sign up and you wait. Yeah. Luckily, the base stations, which are the new high-end, they're not even compatible with the HTC Vive. No, they're specifically for the index. They work for the Vive Pro as and well. Pro, yeah, that's right. Which means also my Vive headset is essentially borked unless I'm doing stationary because you can use one setup yeah. like in front of your computer. That's fine. I mean, hey, sitting VR is nothing to, to scoff at. Yeah, There's cockpit view type of things and racing. Yeah. Like I have, um, what was that racing game that used on Project Steam? Cars? Yeah, Project Cars. Yeah. I have that if I want to. So ordered the, the base station. It's 150 each. Those are expensive. Yeah. And if I wanted, like, just the Vive original one, those are still 130 each. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a niche market. It's basically a boutique item. So I decided, fuck it. I'm buying two of them. Yeah. I don't know if they work, if you could have one of the the index know. and one of the original. I so I bought two, uh-huh. just in case. And if they do work together, I'll just have a third one. Because, you know, they're compatible. Have yeah. multiple oh, ones, yeah. which... Why not have better coverage? coverage. Yeah, it's it's always a good thing. So I also signed up for a reservation for the new controllers. I don't know if I'll do it or not. Like I said, you have to sign up if you want it. So in case I decide I'm all in on VR again, I might as well sign up. Those controllers look really impressive from what I've heard. All the finger stuff. Well, the fact that you don't hold them either. Like they just strap around your hand is really a nifty concept. So They look really cool. And, like, the user interface on the thumb part looks really nice. Yep. It's kind of like, what if you took the Wii uh, nunchuck mm-hmm. and made it, like, better? Mm-hmm. But that same sort of, your thumb has access to everything. So, those should show up on Monday. I also learned you could sign for indirect signature packages on FedEx.com. Yeah. Unless you're me, for some reason, that feature does not work. And the feature to say hold at a FedEx location doesn't work. Because oh. I drive past a FedEx yeah. every day on my way home from work. Yeah. It's at the Commons. Yeah. I drive on 320th. I could just go there. Out there and get through packages. Man. So ended up doing like online chat with FedEx. Mm-hmm. Had a huge nightmare of a time. Never do. Just call FedEx. Don't do their their online chat. It took 30 minutes. They disconnected once on me. All to find out, they said, you know, if you have an indirect signature thing, you could just write a note in your handwriting that says FedEx. This is my indirect signature. Leave the package. So now I have that ready to go for when it shows up. So I do want to play that. I bought some games in anticipation. I want to do Vacation Simulator because Work Job Simulator was so good. So... Cool. The one other thing I did sure. yesterday, you do? I saw a tweet uh-huh. from Sean Hontani, the anod- one of the Anodyne developers. Yep. Uh-huh. And he had a tweet out there saying, um, hey, I'm going to keep retweeting this until the release date of Anodyne 2. Mm-hmm. And was a tweet that he shared that was, he said, hey, if you're a, a if you want a review code for the game, I've had questions about it. If you're a streamer, I don't care if you have like, a uh, thousand people or just ten people watching. You know, if you're a streamer and you want to try this game out, stream it, you know, help get the word out there, I've got codes. So I DM'd him and I said, hey, I have a YouTube channel. Here's a link to it. It's, you know, I only have 14 subs. 
I do stream once a week. I try and do more, but you never know. And yeah, I, I've loved your previous games. I would love to be able to stream this. And he reached out and said, yeah, that's cool. That sounds great. You know, doesn't matter if you have only like one person watching. Here you go. Yep. So there's an embargo. Embargo. Which says you can only do the first 12 cards. So the game is set up. You get cards to increase the, the, the world like goodness. Uh-huh. So you, once you get 12 cards, the embargo takes place. So I played for an hour yesterday. I just try and play a little bit to make sure it works so I can <clears> stream it. Ended up playing for an hour because it is fucking good. Cool. It is addictive. It is really good. After an hour, I only had two cards. So there's a good amount yeah. you could play under the embargo. The embargo ends on the 9th. Mm-hmm. So, this you know. Is Friday. So it's the game is really good. I was a little concerned about, so the game has a 3D element to it, where it's PS1 era inspired, like, visuals. I was a little worried about how well those would look, because PS1 era visuals are kind of rough to go back to. It looks fucking beautiful. Like, it looks so good. The 2D areas are really sharp. I mean, think the original Anodyne is nice and sharp, but this time with plenty of color instead just being kind of a Game Boy look. And then there's a rhythm section to it. So as you go through in the 3D world, you come across people who are definitely not happy-friendly, and those people have been infected by dust, which the first game dealt with vacuuming up dust. So when you find these people, you um, learn a little bit about who they are, what's going wrong for them. There's kind of a good sense of, just like with even the ocean, there's a lot about, you know, people, who they are, accepting who they are, understanding who the who makes up your community. When you find someone filled with dust, you spark them. So you could shoot out a spark. And all it seems to do, as far as I could tell, is you spark someone a few times and you can enter into them. So you shrink down nano-size, um, and you go inside them, uh-huh. kind of like, um, I guess, like Final Fantasy IV when you go into the, the Giant of Babel. Mm-hmm. But you don't shrink in that one. Yeah, You're so... full size. So when you first spark them, they, spark will, they will try and hold you back. So it looks... Spark them, bro. It'll be you running down this dark hallway towards them. They're shooting out, like... Four different types of energy blasts, four colors, and it's essentially a rhythm game. Mm-hmm. So if it's, I think, yellow, yellow has an up arrow on it, so you hold up and you'll shield up. Mm-hmm. And you kind of do this little cool rhythm section, then you shrink down into them, and inside of them it's very smooth, very Zelda meets, I don't know, almost like the Portal or the uh, Half-Life 2 gravity gun. There's a lot of sucking things up with your vacuum and shooting them back out. Or I guess Kirby also. Sure. Except Kirby was himself sucking it, yeah. not a tool. He was but sucking himself. Everybody's a sucking Kirby tool. Kirby sucks himself. Sucking tools. But it's real cool. And as you go through, you unlock like, or you open up new areas over time. You're collecting dust, and also all the dust goes into a central collection, like containment facility. Mm-hmm. The cards you collect by, every time you clear someone out, you get a card. And with enough cards, you could increase the containment facility. So the the first upgrade, you need um, four cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm halfway there with two. 
And pretty much you are just building up this containment facility. I think once you build it up enough, that's when you unlock the next area. And then you have, um, for getting around in the 3D areas, you can also, like, instantly summon a car. It's kind of like on um, Destiny, when you summon your hover bike or whatever it was called. Sparrow. Sparrow. Yeah. Yeah, so you could summon a pretty much like a dune buggy type of car and just go zipping around the area. Everything controls really smooth. The platforming feels really good for being PS1-inspired 3D. Like, everything feels really good about it. The, well, I mean, they've been working on this for, like, what, three, four years now? And then the so. music is really fucking cool. good. Like, the music, the whole tone of the game just feels... Like, very positive. A lot like even the ocean, where even when things got kind of sad in that game, it still felt like, we'll, we'll survive. We'll get through this. Cool. Anodyne 2 coming out Friday. Or no, that, Embargo. Embargo up Friday. When does it actually release? Is it... That has not been announced. They have not announced no. yet. There is no announcement. It just says no. August on the Steam page. No announcement. It says August, August. on Steam. I remember when I used my PC for productivity stuff. I don't do that anymore. It's, a programming it's not a console. You can't buy Steam. I buy Steam. Hey, I bought Steam Links. I have like eight of them in my closet. That's a lot of Steam Links. They were selling them for $2. Actually, I think I have five of them. That's a lot. I have one. They never worked quite as good as they should. Yeah, it worked fine for me. Like, from here to my room, like, being able to stream. I've streamed a few things there. As long as one of the ends is wired in, it's usually pretty solid. That's my problem is, like, in my house, where my router is, Mm -hmm. is the upstairs bedroom that is unused. Because it is the only place in my house that has a proper phone connection for our um, DSL. Because. Previous people in our house tried to rewire the phone jacks in weird ways. So there are a total of about probably 15 phone jacks in the house. Only one of them is wired correctly. Sweet. The guy from CenturyLink was like, we could rewire a different one. We're going to charge you quite a bit because they really fucked this up. I was like, put on the one that works. That is what I have played. Cool. Any news you want to talk about, Kevin, specifically? Ooh, news. There is going to be a new Super Monkey Ball game. No, it's not. We're all excited. I have bad news, Kevin. Wait, they're going to just port one, the old one? Well, Super Monkey Ball 1 and Super Monkey Ball 2, those were fun games. Neither of those games. Well, it's not going to be Banana Blitz. That was shit. Dan, do you want to tell them? It's Banana Blitz. Yeah. No, because that one was shit. Yeah, it's Banana Blitz. Sega's not that... They're they're making Banana... They're reporting Banana Blitz. They're not that dumb. They are. Sega can be smart and dumb at the same time. But smartum, smum, smum, but smum. Banana Blitz was bad. It had motion controls. That was probably the worst thing about it. Um, they won't. They they're, they're going to have modern control schemes. So <laughs> no, they're they're going to make sure you have to buy a motion controller yeah. for Steam. Yeah, <laughs> Steam motion controllers. You got to play it in your vibe. All right. How about this? Do you have a broken Joy-Con? Nintendo will fix it. Yeah. You should try and do that, Dan. 
Why? Microcons are fine. Are they? I, you have weird range things with them, though, right? When we were playing? Yeah, that's not part of But the... you just lied in, and they'll fix them. Dude, they all have weird range. I know. I, I'm <laughs> thinking about doing it, too. I know. player I... fucking switches on I... local co-op from there to there. Yeah. The, we're the, in the airport and we're stand, sitting next to each other perfectly fine. Local co-op we're fine. From there to there, can't even fucking recognize I, cre- I created a room and I was like, nah, there's no room. I mean, you can't you can't play your... No, uh, I, I cannot use the Joy-Con. Yeah, no, they are bad too. I, I want to call in and, and lay a claim to free Joy-Con repairs as well because if I can do it and get ones that aren't going to have that weird disconnect issue, I'll do it. And... Of course, if you have gotten Joy-Con repair before, they'll, they'll, re- they'll refund you. Repair costs, which is nice. So all of this came about because of Joy-Con drift. Drift. So over time, the analog sticks would drift. It's kind of like fight. it's kind of like Fast and Furious Three Tokyo Drift. Yeah, I mean, Bow Wow is causing my Joy-Con. Han died. That, that really good? I think that's one of the theories. So, like, some of the connector pads are made out of graphite. Mm-hmm. So, over time... They wear down, they, they wear rub. They graphite, when it could wear down, it gets dust everywhere, and that dust gets into the sensor. Gotcha. That's okay. why when people clean it out, it actually worked for a little yeah. bit until the graphite gets worn, worn down, down again, again, and there's a bunch of dust in there. Instead of just making... I mean, <coughs> I think graphite is even more expensive, too. It wasn't, like, a cost-saving thing. I think they, they made... They did that... Because they thought it would be better. I think it's supposed to be a little better for in terms of responsiveness. Yeah. But the problem is, is that it, it rubs yeah, off. It's graphite. <laughs> it's like your pencils. Your pencils are made of graphite now, yeah. The, the, anything you're buying that you think is a quote-unquote <clears throat> lead pencil is actually a graphite You've never pencil. had lead pencil. No, we didn't. Yeah, no? Was, was when did that get phased out? in the 70s, okay. I want to say, right? The 60s or, or 70s. 70s. Okay. It was on the Cosmos, near the Grass Tyson thing. Yeah, yeah. They talk all about lead. He said I'm star stuff, so then it made me feel real small, and then I got scared. Well, if you're a woman... I am! If you're a woman, Neil deGrasse Tyson might make you feel scared as well. Yeah, he's had some... He's a bad person, too. There's problem. Yes, there's been some problematics, for sure. But... If you're a movie, he'll make you feel bad, too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, if you consider how physics really are, Ghostbusters is wrong. Cool thing, though, Nintendo's doing this. Originally, there's a class action lawsuit about the drift issue. Nintendo did the smart thing of just saying, no, we should actually just fucking fix the issue. Apparently, the class action lawsuit hasn't been dropped yet, which is really dumb, because at this point, you're just going to lose money on legal fees, because the judge is going to say... This is already um, been taken care of. They are actually going above and beyond by repairing even out of warranty yes. controllers yeah. for free yeah. and they're refunding all ah. the charges what do you want yeah, no. the one thing this makes me wonder about though when the switch mini comes out or switch light or what are they are calling the one that the joy cons cannot switch be removed light, from yeah. are they going to keep using the same graphite process i'm going to say that at this point no they even if they had stuff like in production they would probably have made a call at this point to go, no, 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 we're, we're going to pull these back out, we're going to fix them before we ship them out. Like, Isn't that supposed to ship out this year? In yeah. In a few months, yeah. I don't know how I, I mean, I... Can't produce that many. I, I, yeah. I, or is this where they go, all of them going forward, we change for... Yeah, probably, the ones yeah, going like out, a, though, are called acceptable failure. number yeah. on the lights, it's still, like, you can still... 
or just have it just open all the time until like some like a year from now or something and they know like all the stuff out there I mean, it's like with any any consoles released, or even with software and things like that, you know, there's the known shippables, there's, you know, an acceptable failure rate. Oh, yes. I can... And yes, I definitely know about the the uh, acceptable percentage of failures in with regards to hardware. So. Yeah, Microsoft had a few issues in the past, mm-hmm. especially with the 360 in particular. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Sony. Yeah. I mean, PS3, the yellow light. Yeah, known shippables. It, Nintendo could take this as always a percentage of their hardware that they expect to fail, no matter what. And it's not going to fail right away. It could take months yeah. or years. At which point they know, hey, once people call in with this issue, what sucks though is for the people who do that, you're not just shipping off like a Joy-Con for repair. You're shipping off your yeah. Switch. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah, so we should totally have automated cars that we we don't have much driver input. Damn right. You know what's driving me to work. You know what's better than than self be that known shippable? Yes. You know what's better than self driving cars? Dan Oswald said, Roll the dice, give me the robot. Here's the best one though with Tesla, the autopilot, which is not a self driving and they say to remain attentive. And that has known shippables too. I mean, you know, I saw two people a video of two people having sex while the car is on autopilot. That was hot. They're just risking their lives. (laughs) In more ways than one. You know things that have lost their lives? Who? What? Where? When? Why? How? Defiant Development. The developers of Hand of Fate 1 and 2. Yep. Aussie developers. That first game's really fun. I never played the second one. I actually did enjoy Hand of Fate quite a bit, though. It was a cool little... Probably why there's no more. Yeah. They had a game that was... They showed some details of the game they were working on, which also looked really fucking cool. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, small game studios... It happens. Australia's been hit hard this year. I'll just say, like, a funny thing that I always... It's always funny about those things where they're like, oh, like, uh, like a lot of comments will be like, oh, man, I would have bought that game. Like, Bro, you, you wouldn't have bought that game. Oh, and you yeah. didn't buy their previous game. So I'm not saying that's the only reason why they went out of uh, went out of business, but no. Well, it's Sorry, like... Sorry, you're not... You wouldn't Hand have of, bought that game. Hand of Fate was essentially, what if you really like kind of the D&D type of feel... But you don't have anyone to play with, which there aren't. That's not the widest game audience in the world. Yeah, they a lot of these studios that have really cool things. It's like niche audience, you know, type of things. It's going to look cool, but you're not going to last long. I mean, it's like anytime you see any of those um, oh stories on like Kotaku about game devs who make a game that's really cool, critically acclaimed, and sells like. A couple dozen copies. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, critical acclaim and commercial acclaim. Do not correlate always. Yeah, they are separate dun, 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 things. Dun, 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 dun. Speaking of, of failures of companies, GameStop is doing kind of bad. Yeah, they laid off a whole bunch of their upper middle management. 50 plus district leaders, yeah. six uh, regional leaders, multiple HR people, uh, loss prevention staff. Yeah, but you know they they're they're going to start selling all that thinking stuff in their stores. They've got they've got a plan. Whatever happened to what was their um, on live type of thing? Oh God, I don't. Because remember that was going to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Which no, it's kind of sad because they uh, it, as somebody who went into a GameStop a few weeks back when Dan bought that Fortnite figure. 
Uh, they actually have that a Fortnite figure. That Fortnite figure. Those Fortnite figures. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, the they actually have a pretty decent selection of like collectible stuff now. Like, so they have a bunch of you know action figures from a bunch of different lines, and then they've got like the weird capsule stuff. They've got the they have like actual high end figures there as well. Like not just the like generic or I don't mean to say generic the the low price point like you know consumer level action figures. They've got ones that are expensive as well. Like they had they had all three of the kids from Harry Potter, Ron, Harry, and Hermione in the SH Figure Arts style, which is like the superposable ones. They just had those in in one of the cabinets for sale. It's like why would you be selling? The, well, I guess you know you got to diversify some way. Of course, at the same time, maybe they should make it more clearer to people that they do sell those because they could pull in some people. Because fuck if I knew they had this adult shit. Adult toys, yeah, you can find a lot of adult toys there now. Like not Ooh, when I blow say adult up dolls. toys, no dildos, no not a. You're not gonna find a Sibian in there. You're gonna find grown up <laughs> versions of action figures and toys. I mean, heck, they had a replica model of a Fallout plasma rifle there that they See, were selling. You should probably get that a little more known, because also if you're going to sell something, you have to invest in stock yeah. on it. And that and, takes up space. And if you're not going to make it clear you have it, yeah. you already failed. I mean, I will say this, because we went to the, the one that was connected to the Barnes & Noble down there in Tukwila, and the Tukwila, uh, the Barnes & Noble, apparently they, I mean, they do have like an action figure section as well now. Um, but they're a bait and switch because they got these nice displays up with like the cool ass SH figure arts figures. And then you go look at what they have on their shelves and you're like, you don't have any of this stuff. It's all a bunch of Hasbro crap. They got like the cool ass Dragon Ball Z figure right there. It's like, I want to buy that Goku. They're like, we don't have that Goku. What are you crazy? We've got these figures instead. You want to buy the dragon from the Dragon Ball game? Or Dragon Ball series? No. no I want Goku. I want, I want Vegeta. I want Master Roshi. Give me a piccolo. On the note of martial artists, one ninja has left Twitch. Yeah, he has. He's come home. Mixer is giving him money. He's, cool. he's getting back to his roots. Is that his roots? He started out as a pro Halo player, apparently. So, oh. so I mean, he is technically got his start with a Microsoft franchise. Now he's with Mixer. Now he has signed an exclusive deal to Twitch or to to stream on Mixer. Um, his chat on the day he announced it was exploding on there, which is kind of funny because he wasn't actually streaming at that point. But the chat for his channel was, <clears throat> was going kind of wild. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if if this creates more competition between the streaming platforms, that's hopefully a good thing. I would love to see that because, on one hand, I prefer YouTube. And it's not really a matter of, like, fuck Microsoft. It's I haven't personally used Mixer, and I don't have much experience with it. I have a lot of experience with YouTube, because yeah. YouTube's been around forever. Sure. I have a lot of experience with Twitch, because we, we have streamed things on yes. Twitch. Yes. And Twitch also is where, when I watch GDQ, ESA, anything like that, well, it's going have, to be... They have exclusive rights for those things. That's the, they've locked down those streams. And it's like, I'm very familiar with Twitch, familiar with YouTube. Oh, yeah. I do not care for Twitch much. Twitch is a little heavier on ads than YouTube is. Oh, it's worse now. Like it. In the oh, last it's few gotten where they, nightmare. Where they finally like got rid of the you know ad free experience if you were an Amazon Prime subscriber, which meant you got Twitch Prime because Twitch Prime used to give you the ad free experience. <clears throat> it doesn't do that anymore. So another thing is. 
Twitch. Also, um, I am not a fan of how they archive videos. And I remember one of my big issues. So a lot of things, they'll archive them and put them on YouTube. But a lot of them, they're not archiving the Twitch stream. They're archiving a local recording Mm -hmm. onto YouTube. Mm -hmm. The problem with, like, Twitch is, you know, if I'm running off of one computer and I'm streaming, it... It's a lot of resources to do a resource-heavy game to stream it and to local record yep. all off of one machine. But streaming endgame or recording endgame, typically that's easily within my computer's ability. Yeah. So if I stream it to Twitch, I'm going to want archive from Twitch where they have their weird archive rules, but I could archive over to YouTube from there, or at least in the past. I haven't used them for a while. But they have that bullshit thing where if you have, let's say, a song playing that's content ID marked... They'll mute out the... They'll mute a 30-minute block around that. Meanwhile, YouTube at least just goes, you know what, there might be ads playing where the owner of this gets all the money. It's like, all right, fine, whatever. It still exists there. But meanwhile, you lose a (coughs) 30-minute chunk... And you have no way to recover that. Even if you transfer it over to YouTube, it transfers over with that muted chunk. And I am not a fan of that. I think that is horrible because archiving streams, even if you're doing something nobody will ever watch again, you never know if there's something that you might want for posterity. So, not really a fan of Twitch. I hate the fact that YouTube, they are not known for live streaming all that much. In fact, they shut down their gaming thing, like, back in May. Gaming.youtube.com redirects to www.youtube.com. I missed that because gaming was automatically on night mode. You know, the black background. It looks so much better. Night mode for everything. Yeah. Just like my chair looks like a race car seat. But I would love to see more parity between all the different streaming platforms. And if Ninja could do something good for Mixer, and I'd love it, YouTube will never do this, but if YouTube threw a lot of money at another streamer, you know, try and get where they're diversified. Get Dr. Disrespect on YouTube. Also, I have to say... Get out of the bathroom. hey Well, I can't get any women <coughs> on Mixer because the biggest... Well, you can, you just can't, can't have... You can't play with them. No. No, not with Ninja. Uh, anyway. I, Ninja's going to be the biggest draw. He can't have any women. No, one of the can't play with them because his wife might think he's because I can't on act them. like an adult and have a normal human relationship. Cheat on yeah. them with his wife. Uh huh. What I liked was one that Kinja comments on Kotaku over this was saying like, "Well, of course he went to Mixer. There's no women there. I mean, out of the seventy streamers on Mixer, none of them are women." Um, but no, the, the, the ninja thing is definitely... The, the other thing I like more about YouTube, I don't know how Mixer is, because Mixer hasn't gotten enough attention to really be part of this problem, is YouTube seems at least, they're not good with discipline, but they seem a touch better than Twitch. Twitch is like the worst with discipline, because it's like, let's film in a bathroom, and they're like, you know what, we'll ban them for like two weeks? Yeah. That seems fair, right? Yeah. I mean, he That's only did fair. saying illegal invasion of privacy. It is a crime. But he said sorry about his brand. Yeah, he apologized for the brand. Apparently, he apologized hurt. on a personal level. But he doesn't as well. cross stream on on YouTube because all those guys usually cross stream. Disrespect? Yeah, all those guys will cross stream. I don't know. Places. I think he only. I think <coughs> he might be a Twitch exclusive. 
I think he only streams on Twitch, but he will post like archives or clips, sh- non compilations, you know, anything scripted he can put up. Yeah, I mean that doesn't really that says the same thing between YouTube and Twitch, unfortunately, because it doesn't matter; it's, it's all clicks. You're still, yeah, still getting that money off of that person. By the way, a good way of seeing how much YouTube is very much <laughs> not going to invest in trying to get like a high profile streamer. They have started to introduce their new Creator Studio. It's right now Creator Studio Beta, but it's soon going to be required of everyone. They force it on you, and if you click to go Classic Mode, they will tell you, hey, by the way, we're going to make this very hard, make you click a bunch of times to revert to Classic Mode. Classic Mode shows all of your videos in one video playlist. And then you could go from there to different playlists or whatever. But from the show me my videos, it shows all of them. The beta, the new version that soon everyone's going to be required to use starting this month, it shows all of your uploads. You have to click somewhere else to see archives of your live streams. Like, they do not let you see your live streams up front. Which for me means when I look at my videos to do any editing, the default view is like four videos. Four random fucking videos. One is a promo for Extra Life 2017. Oh, yeah. One is me just discussing uh, recording hardware. One, I don't remember what it is. And then the final one is I was playing um, Final Fantasy 15 and had this weird fucking thing with a billion cactars attack me. And I just hit record on OBS real quick. And that's it. Meanwhile, I have like hundreds of live streams that are pushed to the side. You two don't care. Nope. Anything else? Nobody cares. Yes, there was one bit of news today. Have you ever heard this event called E3? Electronic Entertainment Expo, yeah? They decided to put a spreadsheet up on their their webpage that anyone can access with personal contact information for like 2,000 journalists, influencers, producers. doxed a bunch of people. They do that on purpose? I don't think on purpose. I think they decided, for some reason, they decided to put this spreadsheet up on their site, probably just because they're like, oh yeah, if you're trying to get that information here, we'll put it on the site for you because it, you know, it's whatever. No one will misuse this. Yeah, so it included work addresses, phone numbers, um, with, which also means for freelancers, it's typically going to be their home addresses and uh-huh. personal cell phone numbers, their email addresses. Uh, that. Wow. Yeah. <coughs> Not a good look. Yeah, so they updated their site to remove this link, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) So the person who first shared this information shared it via a YouTube video, Um, and so, uh, let's see, what she said was, before even considering making the story public, I contacted the ESA via phone within 30 minutes of having this information, Worried that uh, might not be enough, I also shot off an email not too long afterwards. On top of that, I reached out to a number of journalists to make them aware of this. Apparently ESA was not all that quick to respond to doxing everyone. Yep. Never trust people. Always use a burner phone, a a burner home address. Pull out all your fillings, wear that tinfoil hat. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know what, we don't need to worry about this in two years, because they might have announced when E3 will be next year, but... Yeah, there's not going to be. 
E3 is on its way out because companies are realizing the Nintendo approach of like their tree houses, like and Nintendo Directs. Like we are at a time where you don't need to go to a trade show to get word out to journalists and you know to the industry. You still have things like packs, which is real good for reaching out to the gamers, to the people who you know the will gamers. be hashtag gamers, hashtag real gamers. Gamers unite. Rise up. But it's like, if you want to reach your audience, you have trade shows like that, as well as also you hit them with the Nintendo Directs and things like that. It's kind of like when um, Microsoft and Sony both announced the, you know, the um, Xbox One and the PS4. They first had those independent things, yep. which those did far more in my in impressing me, it did far more than what they showed at E3 because E3 they weren't nearly as focused. Because, you know, their, like, their big conference at the beginning yep. was not just, here's the new hardware. It was, also, we're working with a lot of partners who we want to share some of their stuff. And while those individual shows, really impressive. We're at a new age. And on that note, welcome the, to the new age. The internet's the out there. Dan, where are you going to post this week? You can share news on the internet. Radio. Uh-huh. Oh, 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 oh. I'm probably going to continue my Project Zomboid foray, uh, possibly Monster Hunter. Get that Mon Hunt. Try to figure out what I'm actually fucking doing in that game. I mean, You're hunting monsters. You're no, the, the the hunting monsters is the easy part. I don't right. know how to do that. It's all the, it's the extra it's like, shit. It's like, what was I doing with all these materials? Uh-huh. What, did, what was I working to? What armor set do I want to build now? What's an event? So, remember a few months ago I went back to The Witcher 3 and played through um, Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine? And I hadn't played Witcher 3 for like three years Uh before that. And I loaded up my game. I went, don't know what my controls are. What what weapons am I trying to craft? What the... What was my build? I'm putting this on easy mode. Because that thread. For the next couple hours, this is on easy mode. Because I'm going to fall off a cliff or some shit. What are you going to play, Kevin? Anything new this week? Maybe finish CrossCode. Maybe. Right. Maybe. Uh-huh. Definitely play Anodyne 2. Sure. Probably going to try and stream some of that tomorrow, because considering I asked for a code to stream it... You need to stream it? Yeah, I need... Because, okay. like, Sean Hontani was nice enough to... Like, he's pretty much letting anyone who yeah. wants to stream it get out there. Cool. That's a real cool game. It's, like, so fucking chill. Yeah. Super chill. Awesome. The one problem with it, there is one issue I have. I've had this issue with a few other games in the past. My monitor is set on contrast is 67, which gives me a good picture. Mm-hmm. This is a game I had to turn the contrast to 100. I had to do it with um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider as well, because otherwise dark areas are impossible to see. Like, And there is no contrast setting in the game to adjust that, which is... Annoying. That's weird. However, I can say it has a lot of good accessibility features in terms of things like I believe there's an invincibility toggle in the uh, main system menu, which, That's you know, nice. games that, you know, have like, it's kind of like with even the ocean. I want to say that had the action mode, the story mode, or the complete game mode, yep. which it's always cool when you have the option for that where it's like, hey, if you just want to have the story here, considering like, Analgesic Productions, the stories for their games tend to be very personal. Mm. You know, very 
uplifting or at least introspective. So that's cool. Cool. I also will play Valve Index. Once your once your toys arrive. That's when I learned one of my two Valve um, or HTC Vibe controllers doesn't work. Possessed with the devil. Yep, the devil. Then it's like, great, maybe I'll see if I could use my Move controllers for my All PS4. Right, the Move controllers. <laughs> Woo! I bought two of those and I haven't even used them. Came with my VR headset. I haven't even used them. Mine didn't come with them because I got the AstroBot yeah. Moss package. Which didn't come with them. Yeah. Di- it only needed a regular controller, and those two games were worth it. But it's like I bought the move ones, going. I'll try these, and I should get Beat Saber. It's a good game. Bree also bought me for Christmas some PSVR game that's a horror game, which sounds horrible. All right. I watched Abby Russell doing. Get scared. Let's get spooky. Which one? Seven Deadly Frights. The oh. last year's ones were all PSVR games, uh-huh. and it's like I don't need that horror. No, you don't need the horror of having to cut away every ten minutes to try and fix the goddamn thing. It does have tracking issues. Yeah. Also, though, like, I can't turn my head away from it. Oh, I would recommend you pick up the Tetris Effect, which just came out on PC. And I have that on PSVR. But it's compatible with the Vive headsets, the PC version, so... I played it on PSVR. It's good. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just... It kind of made me feel almost nauseous, in a sense, because it's like... It's too much. There's a lot going on there. It's it's like every neuron in your body is just like blowing up. I am going to probably continue to play Marvel <clears throat> Ultimate Alliance. 3. Oh yeah, that too. Um, I am refusing to patch my game right now because oh, because you're because they patched out the <laughs> the exploit that I was using. Oh, we can't play then. I heard I patched it last night. No, I'll probably end up patching it. I just I was. Just I exploited some more before before you gotta before you gotta. Everybody's like around thirty who needs it, like who has that. So I'm I'm okay with that. I was hoping you're going to be like I'm speed running it. Well, and I'm running off of the old patch. So the 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 exploit is is that there are these solo missions in that game, and you have to play them with the one specific character. There's an exploit that was when the game launched where you could use that those missions to get four of the same character in your team. You normally can't do that. You normally can't do that. And it would allow you to go in and grind and get quadruple XP from any of those missions. Char- four of the same guy four getting of- XP. <laughs> so you could level up people really fast that way. But they just... That is the only thing that's in that patch is what everybody's oh, been saying. Oh, is that what it is? That is all that's in that I just, patch. I was playing it a little bit last <clears throat> night and then I was like, oh, patch, okay, sure. You've locked yourself out of, the, out of it, Dan. You, now can, you can't be tempted by it. Um, At least I am pure. Yeah. But fuck, man! I was like, "Yeah, give me those, give me those four times XP for Wolverine and for Luke Cage and Doctor Strange and etc. Cetera, etc." Cetera. I haven't tried his solo mission yet. That seems difficult. But yes, Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, and then I gotta figure out something else to play in addition to that. Maybe I'll go go back to <coughs> Secret of Mana because I got all the way through. Where did I get to? I got to the point where you go to the new area and you have the pix. You go to the Pixies Village. That was where I left off. Pixies rock. They do. Gigantic. Uh huh. Monkey gone to hell. Hey, I played like an hour of Rock Band Four yesterday. I got the itch. Pulled out my drum kit and started drumming again. I'm just going to say this: that game, if they added like PSVR, that would be cool. Yeah. Drum would be a little on the difficult side because they'd have to. You'd have to somehow get your drum to. They made link Oculus it. version of Rock Band VR, but that it's like work for guitars. I think it'd be awesome playing the guitar because you know where the things are. I mean, yeah. That'd be really fucking cool. Or for singing, especially. Being able to see the crowd out there booing because I'm tone deaf as a motherfucker. Mm. Oh, 
I forgot, other thing. Pokemon Go added Team Go Rocket. So some of the Poke stops, you have to fight Team Rocket now. Uh, Harry Potter had a brilliant event, and you got you had to find all the brilliant confoundables in that game. It's, it's Harry Potter. They also... Harry Potter. They did a real cool thing, Pokemon Go, where with the update, they changed how trainer battles work. So if you battle someone, it used to be... You just keep tapping on the screen until you fill up your your charge attack. Then you hit the charge attack button, and you have to keep tapping a circle. The quicker you tap it, the more power it does. They changed it to now um, you still tap the screen to build up your, your charge attack by doing quick attacks. You can only tap so fast. Like, if you just tap as fast as you can, you're not going to get bonus attacks in there. It's like... That's all you really need. But now the charge attack, when you unleash it, it'll have symbols of the charge attack on the screen, either coming out like in a wave or popping up from the bottom or, you know, somehow appearing. And all you had to do is just swipe across those, which is kind of cool because it's a pretty much a good accessibility thing because rapid tapping, where the more taps you do, the more rewarded you are. For some people, that's not nearly as accessible as just swipe your finger over the screen and you don't have swipe super fast you just got swipe it's kind of cool accessibility it's a good thing for games all right on that note we're done thank you everybody uh are we back next week or are we out next week i'm around okay so we're back next week yeah, I'm around. and then you are out starting pax weekend. pax week so the 31st so we have several of these all right yeah, i'm out pax weekend and the weekend well, technically, I get back on Saturday, but from the other like, side of the world. I don't remember when I get. Oh, back. we're gonna put you on, on. I think I get back actually like three or four. In the okay, afternoon. so yeah. this yeah, is the jet lag podcast. Hey Dan, how you doing? What? Uh, what is going uh, on? I'm just no, or I'll be super hyper. Yeah, because you can't go to for sleep like, for like forty minutes, and suddenly you're just Fresh. like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I can see time. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we've got like you, yeah, we've got, got like four of these yeah. in a row. I'm counting this one. Uh, yeah, I can't. remember. R.I.P. Uh, rest in peace, Rucker Howard. Yes. R.I.P. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs>